Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Sporty, number one fifteen. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. And just so we can get it out of the way, and no one's disappointed, Iceman is going to chime in with his weekly thoughts on the state of the LA Lakers. Go ahead, Ice. Yeah, the Lakers suck. Who are in third you. place? Yep. So I guess that's. Mm, all we really need to talk about for the NBA? <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving threw a ball into his stands and got fined 25 k So, in other words, he lifted a couple couch cushions and found it. Yeah. I was like, there you go. There's yeah, for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Mr. Flat Earther. The Earth was flat. You wouldn't have been able to throw that ball into the stands. Just saying. It's the way gravity works. Anyway. All right. So... Rich, you were saying in our little pre-show chat, Bryce Harper apparently is bye bye in Washington. Well, I mean, it seems like it's for sure now. Uh, via Yahoo Sports, Ryan Young at Yahoo Sports, this literally just was posted about three hours ago. Uh, says Washington Nationals are pulling out all stops trying to secure a long-term deal with Harper, but it just doesn't seem to be working. According to the Washington Post, the Nationals made an aggressive offer to Harper for a long-term deal on the final day of the 2018 season, but was turned down. The deal, according to a report, included no opt-outs and was less than the $400 million that many have speculated that Harper can land. Harper received a qualifying offer from the team last week, which means he can return to the Nationals next season on a one-year deal and make $17.9 million if he accepts. While he has until next week to make his decision on an offer, it would be a shock if he accepted that deal. So, yeah, and he's <clears throat> 26, just wrapped up a second season on a two-year $35 million deal with the Nats. Uh, his agent is Scott Boris. If you know anything about agents, you know that's the agent that needs a super out, agent. He's out for blood, and apparently the... Un- I think I had... T.O. do a workout in his driveway? Yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> I think uh, Jerry Maguire was based on him, or maybe uh, maybe it was... Oh, shit. Who's the guy that fired Jerry Maguire? Jay Moore. Jay Moore. Maybe it was Jay Moore's character was based on him. Anyways, the, yeah, the, the, the shark-type agent, anytime you see him in anything, I pretty much think Scott Boris at this point, even like Ari from Entourage. Anything like uh, ballers? Yeah, they're what? Bit, uh, financial managers, though, not agents. Oh, okay, I thought it was I the think. Same thing. Well, I guess the agent in that. Well, no, no, because yeah, the guy who plays Ricky's agent. Yeah, I guess he's kind of a scumbag. So, but yeah. Well, anyways, I guess the unstated goal, like the unofficial goal, is to uh, break uh, Mike Stanton's signing or contract signing. Because he signed three hundred twenty-five million deal in two thousand fifteen, I guess they want to go past that, so they're looking over the four hundred million dollar mark. So another interesting part is how many there's how many athletes that have uh, became a free agent that were twenty five years old. Since nineteen eighty, there have only been four of them, and Bryce is the fourth. Boris said, "Damn, that's right. He's only twenty. I keep forgetting how young he is." Yeah. 
when you go through some of Harper's best stats, you find out that the only players who have come close to what he's done to reach those levels of performance, every one of them is a Hall of Famer. So now you go in and say, everybody who does this, and I have 14 ways to show you why someone who at 25 or younger who does this in every instance is a Hall of Famer. So you get to say to everyone involved, this is what we're dealing with. Boris also argued that Harper, who has played in the outfield throughout his career, could switch and play first base for the Yankees. Is that a little dog whistle? Like, hey, you can come talk to us. We're open to the to the idea of it. It's a it's a bat when he's healthy. Just putting that out there. Doesn't he spend a lot of time on the uh, injured reserve list? Uh, not really sure about a lot of time, but I know he's yeah he's. His name and injury kind of go hand in hand. I don't know if they're nagging injuries or serious injuries. Let's see here. I just need his stats. Thank you. Uh, He's played over 150 games twice in his career. 159 last season. 153 in 2015. And then 140. 47 in 2016, 139 in his rookie year in 2012, and the rest of them are in between uh, 100 and 118 games for the rest of his season. So, uh, average is what 130 games a year out of 162. So he's averaging, he's averaging missing a month basically. Yeah. Every season, so I mean, he does have some some impressive numbers. I mean, his, his on base plus slugging is nine hundred for his career. Damn, he's uh, got over five hundred RBIs, one hundred eighty four home runs, two seventy nine career hitters so far. See, last year was a down year for him, though. He had, he had 249. So it's, I don't, but it's not his lowest year. His lowest is 243 in 2016. But then again, he's, I don't know, he's, he's hit 330 also. It's, I mean, he's a, look, he's a, he's a great player, period. End of story. No two ways about it. Uh, 400 million? He's, I, I know that there's no salary cap in baseball, but there is a luxury tax. That's a lot of money to tie up in one player. Yeah. The only thing is, the only thing is, he is so young. How much? Quarter million. You better bat one through nine. He's looking. He yeah. They're apparently the the like I said the unofficial number they're looking to break is to you know is the four hundred million mark. Man, I remember when A-Rod went over to the Yankees and it was like $254 million. I was like, good God, man. I mean, if, he, if $400 million is his is his price and someone's willing to meet it, they sign him to a 10-year deal. He'll be signed through 35, and that's $40 million a year. Dude, that's like almost a half a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Billion. Yeah, not bad for somebody to pay for free with my friends behind the high school near my house. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Closest I come to playing anymore is paying sixty dollars a year to buy the new fucking baseball game on PS4. <laughs> I actually pay to play it. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> that's where that stands. I just think that this, that to me, when whenever you hear about an offer like this getting leaked, whether it's you know 
on purpose, accidentally on purpose, or whatever the fuck. This is we went through this with with Scherzer here in Detroit. This was like, oh, okay, we get it. You're not resigning him, and you want to basically put it out there that look, we we made the offer. He turned it down. That's that's to me. That's the team trying to you know keep the the home team fans happy. Hey, we tried. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, yeah, we did that with Sue. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. It's not a far-fetched tactic in in sports, especially these days when so much money is being batted around and talked about in these contracts. And what I think, what I think is awesome that the, and by awesome I mean what I think is very shrewd business move. I'm using awesome sarcastically that the owners do is that. They make sure these stories leak to the press, but they never fucking volunteer how much money they clear from their fucking franchises. So it's always like, well, we offered him this, but he wants this, so he's the greedy player. We're just the owners trying to keep the fans happy. Really? Because you own a baseball team for altruistic reasons for the fans of the baseball team. You don't make a profit, right? If a team can hand him $400 million, that team's making 15, 20, 30 times that. Trust me on that one. There's I don't no know, team- I think... I think Mike Illich was pretty, pretty good owner. Yeah, until Mike, he got senile. Yeah, but Mike Illich was also the type of owner that right. you got. If he really, if you were really well liked in his organizations, you got two, especially the Red Wings. You had two playoffs to make a, to make your point. I don't care how good you were during the season. I don't care how nice of a guy you were in the community. I don't care. What you did at the children's hospital or whatever the fuck you don't produce in the playoffs, you won't be in Detroit for long. And with with the Tigers, I think it got to the point where they were like, let's get a core of good players and then just throw the best free agents we can get in the mix around them and hope something something gels and we, we win a World Series. I mean, so there's, there's conditions there. That's the reason Hosa wasn't signed to a long-term deal, but Johan Franzen was. Johan Franzen produced in the playoffs. Marion Hosa, not as much. Later for you, Hosa. Anyone want to cut the next year? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then signed with Chicago and won three more. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if, if Mike Illich was gangster, Mike Illich looked at Marion Hosa and was like, cancel that bitch. I'll buy a new one. That's basically what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Is any baseball player, position player, pitcher, whatever, worth $400 million? No. You better bat one through nine in the order. You're making that much money. But Jesus, think about that. Think about that. If he goes to New York, they'll have Stanton with a $325 million deal, and they'll have Harper with a $400 million deal. They'll have almost $8 billion wrapped up in, or $8 million wrapped up in two players. That is ridiculous. I mean, can even, I guess, yeah, there is no salary cap in baseball, but god damn. How much are they paying in luxury caps? That's what I want to know. Like, if they signed him for what Boris is looking to get, I wonder what the projection salary cap, like, or, or luxury cap hit would be. It's got to it's gotta be in the hundred of million, right? I can't imagine it's not. I'm talking over the links of the deals, by the way. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking just one season. No, right, but you also got to think of who else that, you know, Yankees got. They also got Aaron Judge and 
uh, a hell of a pitching crew. That's what I'm saying. Two players, contracts like that. I, shit, they better they better look be, they better look like a better team than the Red Sox did this year and get the exact same results the Red Sox got this season, which is dominant from gate to finish line and win the last game of the season. I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> a Yankees fan. First of all, how could anybody afford to go to a Yankees game? I haven't looked up prices since they opened the new Yankee Stadium, but I looked them up back then, and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is, they have literally priced the family, the average family, not even taking mom and the sisters who are just going to enjoy the day at the park versus actually want to go to the game. Just maybe dad and his son can't even afford to go to the game anymore. I mean, Christ, parking here in Detroit is like, $30, $40 $30, $40 close to the stadium. And they, believe me, they haven't lowered those prices so, since they've sucked. No. You'll get the suck discount. Well, that's a different part of Detroit. But, you know. <laughs> so for Werner and La- or, or Michigan and Lanyo. Yeah. So I've heard. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, he's a good player. He's, a, he's young. You can lock him up for a long-term contract. But... Long-term contracts are they—they they are what they are. If he signs it, and he's one of these players that he's more interested in money than winning, and he plays for a contract, well, that's the type of player you now have for the next decade, unless you can move him. Or if he's, you know, who knows? One of these players that, for whatever reason, even though he appears to be a specimen at 25, by the time he's 30, his body starts falling apart on him. Now you're fucked. Now you have what the Tigers have with Miggy. Can't move him. But boy, he can hit singles real hard. Mm-hmm. He had any speed, maybe turn some of those into doubles. But, you know. We just talked about his durability. Like, And he's 25. Do, do you think he's going to get better? And I'm sure there's some sort of like metric way to measure as he ages how much more time he'll lose per, per average per year. Like you said, it was about roughly a month at this point. Per you know per season, that's only going to go up. So I mean, you have to ask yourself: is it is it worth it? I mean, I could. I see where you're. I, you know, I I mean, I get it. He better bat one through nine and pitch every once every yeah. day for four hundred million. <laughs> Jesus, somewhere Billy Bean is like, I would suck a lot of people off just to have four hundred million for a team for a season. Just give me that to spend. Like, yeah. seriously. I've been trying this shit for going on 15 years now. I'm going nuts here. You know, but... I Yeah, that's just it's mind-boggling to me. I can't even comprehend that type of money, man. The Upstein's done it better than Billy Bean? Well, isn't it, isn't it how that happens in, in uh, the world, though? The innovators, you know, yeah, they innovate, but... They're not the ones that perfect it. Someone else comes behind them and goes, oh, thanks for the idea. And oh, that's such it. an amazing idea. I'm, I'm aware. I own Apple my beer. products. <laughs> that's what Apple does, man. Apple will come up with ideas. They just take someone else's shit and go, here's how you should do it. That's why, that's why Steve Jobs was so pissed when fucking Bill Gates sauntered on in there with a few of his fucking minions and stole an operating system out from under his nose. Right. But that, that's how the world works, though. Oh, that's an amazing idea. Here, hold my beer. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've had this conversation before with, with people. I'm like, you know, let's say the guy who's working on the cure for cancer, that guy's a driven guy. And most people that are driven to that point with that single, like, laser beam focus are just focused on their goal. He's not worried about the money that's going to be generated from his cure or whatever. But he's hired by some company who pays him a salary and gives him access to everything he needs to work on this cure. The minute he fucking discovers the cure, they go, thank you for that. And then they put you out to pasture. And then the people who are supplying the place for him to work on the cure are the ones that collect the fucking profits. That's just the way of the world. That's the way of the world. Like the motherfucker that invented the chicken nugget ain't rich. The motherfucker who owns McDonald's is rich. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there, there's, and this is why I have a problem with uh, the salaries that these guys are getting. Is there? There is a cure for cancer. There's a cure for AIDS. There's a cure for everything. You just got to have enough money. Yeah, like a Magic Johnson. Well, look at anybody. Anybody who gets sick with cancer that's famous and has a lot of money all of a sudden beats cancer. Uh, that, that, eh. We'll let you have that opinion, but... There's a lot of famous people that die from cancer. Yeah. Who've got a lot of money. Uh, okay, Steve Jobs died from cancer. Yeah, but he's not rich or anything. It's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I feel like we need that bloop sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> Pop up video. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, Earl, you had mentioned something in the pre-show meeting, and I haven't paid any attention to it. So, this is y'all's two chance to shine. College basketball, go. It just <laughs> literally just started tonight. Done. Next, next topic. No, it's just shaping up. You know, everybody's being shaken up and shocked. And wait, can I find a team that's lost one game and tell you that they suck like you do? What? I didn't say they sucked after one game. I said they sucked before the season ever started. And after three games last I'm week. just sitting now. No, now I'm just sitting at a table with the side that says "prove me wrong," and you can't. So hush. They're third place. Oh my god. No. Last time you said they sucked, they were in last place and they hadn't won a game. They're in third place now. Let's all clap for the third place. I can tell you I can tell you a team who won who still sucks. Who's that? Harvard won their first game and they still suck. <laughs> it's true. Because to be honest with you, yeah, it's true. Yeah, until but I, until I, I saw the movie in the world, so they'll be fine. I was gonna say, yeah, until I saw the movie Harvard Man, I didn't even realize Harvard actually had a basketball team. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh shit, they actually have uniforms and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, All but right. there, I mean, and I understand, Chris. You're right. It's very, very beginning of the season for college basketball. But so it's literally tonight was the first game. Right. It is the beginning right. of the season. Right, but number two, Kentucky just got butt-fucked by Duke bad, like 30 points bad. But is it Duke ranked number one? Duke was ranked number four. Kentucky was ranked number two. But that's like saying the first game of the baseball season, the Yankees beat the Red Sox, so the Red yeah. Sox suck. It's Kentucky and Duke. Yeah, yeah. but it's, they'll, be a, they'll be in the tournament. We'll be talking about them in March. Though, for that to be an analogy, though, I mean, it would have to be like, 
12 to zip in the first game, Red Sox and, and Yankees. I mean, there's losing and then there's damn. You're right. Teams never have off nights. Plus, you can say what you want. Over 30 points? It's a little bit more than an off night, huh? Take a page out of your book. Okay. <laughs> Don't steal my mic drop. Don't do it. Dude, you love to... You you are the you are the call-it-too-early guy. You love making calls on shit before... We, again, it's the first fucking game. And in the first fucking game, number two... So number what? Four, How about that? So what, dude? It's the first game. Big Same. deal. It's not a big deal. We'll be talking about both of these teams in March. 30-plus points is a big deal. Just saying. Cool, for a six-month season. Can we move on to the next topic? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got about as much out of you guys as I figured I would. (laughs) All right, well, uh, I I got a lot of hockey stuff this week because there's been two firings. The one that isn't all that shocking whatsoever is... John Stevens getting booted as the head coach of the Kings. Uh, I think he won. I think the Kings have won four games this season. So that's like aren't they like not that far removed from winning a cup? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, they showed him the door. The interesting part of that is uh, Willie Desjardins is he's taking over as as uh, head coach for the moment. But they brought uh, Hall of Famer Adam Oates in as a uh, special as consultant. A, as a Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> um, but yeah, he went from coaching to consulting and basically uh, evaluating talent on players, blah, 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 helping players as an individual skill coach. And uh, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're not, t- and we're talking players, you know, people, you know, that are major. Guys in the league, Stamkos, Jack Eichel, Zach Parisi, you know, you know, not nobody players. So they brought him in. So that's a good move. Uh, I mean, Adam Oates, yeah, he never won a cup, but he's like, what, 18th on scoring in NHL history. And if I remember correctly, another player that, that was on the Red Wings at one point, like as yeah. a young kid, as a young kid, though. I think they might even have uh, drafted him. He was, well, you know, he was on the Red Wings when they were still the dead things. Like they shipped him out, I believe, right before the '90s started. Let's see here. Yeah, he was. Yeah, his rookie year was '85, '86, '86, '87 was his coming out season, and they traded him for him with Paul McLean to the St. Louis Blues for. Bertie Federenko and Tony McKinney. Who? Yeah. <laughs> the deal, which is now considered one of the worst in Red Wings history, left Oates heartbroken to leave the club. So, there you go. <laughs> good, good move, guys. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, no, I think it's a good move for LA. LA. Something needs to happen. That's a that's a shit show out there. I mean, you see, nailed it, Chris. Not that far removed from a cup, you know, a cup win. They've been in the talk for 
deep runs in the playoffs for seems like the better part of a decade now. Um, but yeah, four, eight, and one—that's an issue. I mean, it, you got to be bad to get fired at the beginning of the season in any sport. I mean, to give you an example, I'm sitting here looking at the that all the league standings. There's only one team with a worse record than them. The, the wing wheel. No, surprisingly, it's not. <laughs> oh, really? The, the Wings have had a resurgence since last week. They've won one more game. <laughs> so they're 5 8 and 2. They're actually in double digits in points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a whole 12. <laughs> but no, it's the Panthers. So, yeah, that's, that's not good. But the big firing is three time Stanley Cup champion. Joe Quinville being let loose from the Blackhawks. See? Which isn't shocking considering all the, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Contract problems the Blackhawks have. You know, yeah, they won their cups, but at what cost ultimately? I mean, it's, they kind of had a, a condensed version of what the Wings had, and now they're looking at what the Wings are fucking looking at. But they're they're five hundred. They're six and six, and he got canned. Yeah, but there's like serious problems on the team, man. Like there's issues with there's issues that winning Stanley Cups, uh, uh, you know, get rid of. Like you know the shit with Patrick Kane, mm. and you know the sexual assault allegations and all that stuff. <clears throat> You know, winning will make people overlook shit. 500 record for a team that is now used to being part of the elite in the NHL? Yeah, that's that's a little bit of an issue. Hey, Rich, when you were talking about uh, the Kings, didn't the Coyotes try some shit like that? With who? Bringing in, a, bringing in an ex-great as a consultant. I don't know if it was Gretzky or Ronick one. It was Gretzky. It was... I think Gretzky was brought in as an assistant to Tony Granato when he was the head coach. Granato got fired. Gretzky took over behind the bench, and that really didn't go much better. Um, so, do you think Adam Oates in LA is going to work? But he's not. It's not a coaching position. I mean, he only he he coached the, he was the head coach of the Capitals from 2012 2014. And as we all know, they didn't win the Stanley Cup in that period. I mean, and if this is a roundabout way to try to get him to come in to be your head coach, why not just offer him the job outright? Unless this is some sort of, he gets to be an advisor to the team, get a feel for the the players that are there. At the end of the year, they let Desjardins go. Oates comes in as the head coach, and he can start moving pieces around as he sees fit because he's had almost a whole season to evaluate the team. And I'm imagining with this with this uh with this consulting agreement he has, he's also going to be looking at uh their minor league players. Because it states flat out in the in the statement that Oates will provide the club with advice regarding player skills, evaluation and development. That doesn't sound like a guy is going to be sitting in Glendale every night. That sounds like a guy that's going to be bouncing around between it almost sounds like a scout, to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, isn't that what a scout does? Yeah, but I mean, just because he was great when he played, does that mean he's can recognize greatness? Or well, he works with, like I said, pretty good stable of players as an individual skills coach. I mean, who knows? He, 
I, I don't know him as a coach all that well. He might be one of those guys that's better one-on-one. He can help a player one-on-one a lot better than he can help a whole team. Because what happens when you're coaching a whole team? Usually you have to dumb it down to the, to the, to, so even the weakest link understands. But, I mean, if you're sitting there with you know, Stamkos, Eichel, Parisi, one-on-one, giving them tips and coaching, and you know that these are players that are on the level that you were when you played, see the game the way you saw it when you played, it's easier to have that conversation. It's easier to teach them. I don't know. It's all speculation on my part. But, Reckless speculation. That's what we do yeah. here. But I have read a few reports since Quinville was let go, and then you got an opening in L.A. that don't hold your breath about you know Quinville heading out there to L.A. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, where does he land? He's won three cups in the last... What, seven years? Ten years? Uh, hold on, I just pulled that up. Would Detroit be interested? Uh, yeah, I mean, at some point, Blashill's going to get blown out. Three three cups in the last eight seasons, not including this season. Yeah, he he'll be fine. Someone, so he's going to land somewhere. It's just going to be a question of where. Well, okay, the Detroit question obviously comes up here because you know the the. the the Red Wing faithful are pulling their fucking hair and teeth out, going, okay, we got to do something here. This is my concern. If they are truly setting themselves up for Eiserman to come in as general manager next year, they better make, they better make 100% goddamn sure Eiserman and Quinville can work together. Because there's a lot of general managers that don't want to come in and already deal with an, an already established coaching regime that's in there. They want to install their own coaches in there. They want to blow it up from the top down. And if you are fucking having Steve Eiserman come in, who the fuck are you to tell him, no, you have to deal with the coach we have? You're already starting off, on, to me, in my mind, not that great of footing. Eiserman comes in and says, Blaschel's got to go. So-and-so's got to go. We're trading so-and-so, trading so-and-so. And this is my head coach. You let him do what he wants to do. He's got a he's got a he's got a track record of turning around a franchise. See, that's <clears throat> that's something that the Red Wings need. They need someone to turn around the franchise, starting at GM to the head coach, two players who weren't born into royalty, so to say. I mean, like you know, the Red Wings were the fucking Red Wings when Zetterberg showed up. Same thing with Cronwall. You know, the Red Wings were the Red Wings. You know, yes, they didn't have all the cups they had. They got the majority of them under Holland, but they were already established when Holland took over. Eisman went down to Tampa Bay and started rebuilding the Tampa Bay team and doing it with a big fuck you towards anyone who had anything to say about what he was doing and had success doing it. That's the person you need at the helm of a rebuild. I'm not... I don't think Quinville's necessarily the guy to come in here and go, you got to sit tight this season, then you got to see if Eisenman wants to keep you. First of all, why he would even sign a contract to coach without knowing who his GM is going to be ironclad next year, I don't know why he would do that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes sense to me. But, yeah, if, if this goes down, I would imagine that Eisenman and Glenville would be in the same room. Well, I mean, there's a couple, there's, you know, there's some rumblings that Quinville may go back and, and return to his former team, which is the Blues. And the Blues aren't, yeah, damn sure aren't world beaters right now. They're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. 
I mean, they are literally two points behind the Blackhawks in the same division. Now, if Quinville still has love for St. Louis and they're willing to give him a shot and he's got a chip on his shoulder against the Blackhawks, that might be a perfect fit for him because he can just, hey, move on down the road. Just pack your car up and drive. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. And then I get to beat on a team that let me go after I gave him three Stanley Cups after, what, a 60-plus year drought? Hate's a powerful motivator, man. I mean, what? <laughs> Brett Favre was out there. Brett Favre basically threw away one year of his fucking career to get a chance to come back to the NFC North and play on a team that had a shot at, at, at kicking the legs out from under the Packers just because, in his mind, they did him wrong. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't let him retire a pack. That, yeah, I'm with him there. They should they should let him retire a Packer. And for all of ten, you know, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, Rich became John Madden. <laughs> and this kind of reminds me of Brad Favre a little. <laughs> well, I'm just saying hatred is a powerful fucking motivator. Yeah. You know, anger at your former team is a powerful fucking motiv- motivator. Yeah, look like Kevin Durant. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Look at Patrick Waugh, literally. I mean, ran out of Montreal by the Red Wings. Gets traded to the the relocated Nordiques that are now the anal munch. Goes there, takes a decent team, turns them into a Stanley Cup caliber team, and shits all over the Red Wings party on the way to their fucking second Stanley Cup appearance. And goes, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. All because they made a fool of him. We arguably we have a president sitting in the White House because someone made some jokes at his expense, and he said, "Uh huh, okay, keep it up, Obama. I'll have your job in 2016." He quite literally said, "Hold my beer. I'll guarantee it." <laughs> that doesn't drink. Don't you remember? But yeah, so it's the 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 Kings. I'm not I'm not too shocked about uh, Quinville. There's been a lot of grumbling and rumbling about Chicago, man. I mean, in all the, the, the hockey sites and stuff I visit, it's Chicago fans got spoiled real quick. <laughs> real quick. Between those three Stanley Cups, what, two World Series within, what, 12 years? All those fucking NBA championships in the 90s? Yeah. Once you start winning, you better keep it up. <laughs> the, apparently, Chicago like, Cubs finally win the series. That's what I'm saying. You hit 2005, the White Sox. 2000, what was it? Uh, 16, the Cubs. Yeah. You better keep winning. I was going to bounce your ass out of here. Later, the Bears were looking at you. The Bears are still coasting on the 85 team. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, that's because that 85 team... Oh, God, don't get me started. Every time that great, they only won one. Just put that out there, Ice. You say they're awesome, they won one. They yeah, won but then one they broke six. up the team, though. Still won. Yeah, but, but when you break up the team, what do you want? The point is, whenever someone mentions the word Dick or the name Dicka in Chicago, that buys the Bears an extra five minutes of, you know, breathing room. And Ditka's mentioned once every three minutes. In Chicago, so <laughs> they're constantly ahead in the game of breathing room. <laughs> Dude, fuck Mike Dicka. Buddy Ryan for the win. There's a reason that the, the defensive coordinator was carried off the field after that fucking Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. You're right. That man is a god. So, 
Yeah, that's that's the the coaching carousel at the moment in the NHL. And uh, I did find an article that said, um, let's see here, six teams that could fire their coach to hire Joe Quinville. So here, <laughs> here starts the nonsense. Red Wings, Panthers. First of all, as an almost unanimous choice, the panel elected the Detroit Red Wings as the one team already looking at firing head coach Blashill to make room for Quinville. Uh, while NHL insider Nick Caprios believes the Wings would quickly pounce on Quinville, host Jeff Merrick suggested if Detroit were to make a change behind the bench, the club would probably have to opt for assistant coach Dan Blysma, who will who will already with the team, who will already with the team. That is the sentence that they that they went to print with. Who's already with the team and has had great success in previous seasons with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Blue Jackets are another destination, but they got Tortorella there, so he just signed an extension. The argument there is, can you afford to pass up on Quinville when when it's such an important time in the franchise's history? The Blues, who I already mentioned, and the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Any contenders? Probably the Ducks, right? And then they, apparently that there was this was the Flyers were mentioned in passing, but not a whole lot of time given to them. This was a conversation on the Hockey Central at noon, guys. I'm assuming that's some sort of show, possibly podcast. I don't know. It's a print article, and I can't watch the video, so it's probably a show. They want you to pay to to watch. Um, but the, another thing they're thinking of is they're waiting for the 32nd team to join the league in Seattle and then, boom, give him the head coaches of that team. So, And Dave Tippett, who was hired as a consultant in Seattle, is one of Quinville's best friends. So that might play into it. I still say not Detroit because unless they have – I cannot – look. Yes, it hasn't happened yet as far as Eiserman coming to Detroit as the GM or in any capacity really working for the team. But I can't believe that this was just him going, I'm going to move back to Detroit to spend time with family and that's it. And this is just what I'm going to do. Just live my life as, as a suburban dad, picking up dog shit for the rest of my life. Neighbors pointing at me going, that used to be Steve Eiserman. I just can't believe it. Zierman. <laughs> So I gotta believe that that him coming up, him quitting or, or resigning from the the Lightning like he did, coming back to Detroit means something. The only way that it, I would hire Quinville is if I went to, if I was the, yeah, it's still the Illiches, right? Because or was it the, was it Marion Illich owned the Tigers and Mike Illich owned the Red Wings? Because two you can't own two teams in the same city. I don't know. Something like that. Well, I'm asking Chris. Oh, sorry. My mic's been off. Shit. Uh, the, uh, the Red Wings were allegedly a anniversary gift to Marion Illich. Okay, Marion Illich. Okay. But we all know. It's basically the family that's making the, the decision pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. They would have to go to Eisman and be like, look, you're coming here next season. Can you live with Joe Quinville as your coach? And if he says yes, then go ahead and make the move. Roll the dice. What's it going to hurt? Because I truly believe if Eiserman does have that press conference, they announce him as GM, uh, 
I wouldn't start buying green bananas or property here in Detroit if I was playing for the Red Wings because I don't think there's anybody guaranteed to be here if Eiserman comes in and goes, you are all garbage, and I'm replacing everybody. That's pretty much what he did in Tampa Bay, right? Uh, he he got rid of a lot of, of the fan and, and, you know, staples of the team, of the franchise, and pretty much unceremoniously did so. Like, cold calculated some assassin shit, like... I'm th- I'm thinking of uh, uh, from Moneyball. What's his face? Uh, Jonah Hill telling uh, Carlos Guillen he's been traded. Yes. It's all cold and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like seriously, if 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 I was a Red Wings player, if I was Dylan Larkin, and I heard Steve Eiserman signed a contract, new general manager of Detroit Red Wings, and he called me to his office. I would be looking for plastic on the floor before I walk in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I've seen good fellas. This is bullshit. <laughs> you ain't getting me that easy. <clears throat> it's Carlos Pena he fired, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's Carlos Pena, not Carlos Guillen. I well, enjoyed that movie. So, yeah, that's that's the... <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the coaching carousel that's going on in the NHL and speculation that comes with it. Now into some some lighter news, but if if I can wake at least one of you guys up to this, might be some spirited conversation. So Evander Kane, one of the people the NHL has been trying to push and be like, hey, look, we're diverse. We're the NHL. The NHL's black friend. It's more than just, you know, Grant Fuhrer and, and Jerome McGinley, you know, look. Uh, well, he's laying himself in some hot water. Allegedly had a little thing going with a with a little puck bunny and uh, apparently knocked her up three times in three years and coerced her, according to her, into having three abortions with the promise that he'd pay her three million when the women when the woman did not want to have an abortion. She says she accepted the offer, but he never paid up. And uh, <laughs> so t- I'll say what I said in the pre-show chat. Is it on paper? Because if it's not, a court's going to tell you to get fucked. Well, this is, okay, a woman going under the alias of Jane Doe is suing San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane for $6 million after she aborted three pregnancies in three years. Kane allegedly first got the girl pregnant in 2016. They both agreed abortion was the best option. She got pregnant again in 2017. He convinced her abortion was the best option to protect his career. Jesus Christ, this guy, first of all, nice way. You, you can't pull out, pull out of a driveway, can you, loser? Second of all, <laughs> I, dude, I've been, working with a, by, I've been working with a guy this week who has 11 kids. Do they not have cable? And he's, in his to 20, books? He, he's in his 20s. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, dude, like maybe around kid like four or five, we start thinking of vasectomy. But anyway, Jesus God, <laughs> we know his Fabi. Yeah, sorry, continue. Holy shit, we got to talk about that kid later. Yeah. Anyways, for <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of background, Kane was involved in the sexual assault investigation in 2016, which his name was eventually cleared. It was alleged he had sexually assaulted a woman in his downtown Buffalo hotel room, but investigators ultimately did not press charges. 
Uh, and they go on, the article goes on to <clears throat> sum it up saying, regardless of what the truth is in the matter, it's hard not to view this as yet another public relations nightmare for the 20-year-old star. Controversy seems to follow this guy around fairly or not now. Forgive Dude, my... when you start letting black people play hockey? No. <laughs> <laughs> you journey here as cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're talking about a black dude playing hockey, wouldn't uh, "Cold Blooded" by uh, yeah. Rick James Rick be James, more yeah. appropriate? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yep. Um, no, first of all, excuse me for coming off as a misogynist. It's because I am one. Um, but fuck this bitch. Oh well, bitch. Yeah. So you're dumb, and you got you. He 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 injected you with three golden tickets that you aborted. That's your fucking yeah. fault. You kept fucking them. Well, I'm saying, yeah, you fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me the third time. This, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe at abortion number two, stop sleeping with him. Well, I mean, here's my issue. If this bitch had successfully trapped him with the first one, had the kid, and took him to the cleaners, no one would bat an eye. Women would be cheering, and any man that said that's bullshit would be shouted down as like some sort of woman hating, blah, 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 whatever. So, why the fuck is, it, is all, this, all this hand-wringing over this broad who can't even come out and put a real name out there, has to sue him under a fucking, uh, the oh-so-original pseudonym, Jane Doe? I mean, I, I have no sympathy for you, but, bitch, you knew, get the drop ready, you knew who the fuck he was when you met him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the old Eddie Murphy skit. When Johnny Carson met his, like, his fifth wife, and he's like, hi, I'm Johnny Carson, shook her hand. She was like, motherfucker, I know who you are. Believe that. You make $380 million a fucking year, or, or, or you're worth $380 million. Believe me, I know who you are. So, I, I, no sympathy for this broad. It, it, if it's not on paper, good luck, lady. That's what a court's going to tell you. If you. Do you have a signed piece of paper you have anything that contract something notarized a fucking bar napkin anything that says he promised you the three million dollars if you don't bar napkin <laughs> yeah I mean, if, you, if you don't see ya well i mean the second thing comes to mind is this may be going a little deep for people who don't listen to a lot of talk radio but i gotta wonder if evander kane is a big fan of Tom Likas because this is a Tom Likas move that he pulled <laughs> and Tom Likas he called it he named it the Hail Mary move and he says okay so you're a young guy in your 20s you knock up abroad but she's not mother or wife material but she's crazy enough so the sex is good but she's crazy enough to where you don't really want to be in a relationship but you know you had to you had to turn her into a fucking cream pie instead of turn her into a toaster strudel one night and this is the result she's pregnant you got one choice. You got one chance. You better be, make like Doug Flutie from Boston College days and make this Hail Mary count. And what he says you do is you go to her and you go, honey, I love you very much. But at this point in our lives, we're too young. This point in our career, we're not as established as we could be down the road. Do we really want to bring a child into this at this moment? And if she says, you're right. Now, this is Tom Likas's idea, not mine. You take her to the abortion clinic. She has the abortion. She comes out, shows you the paperwork she had the abortion, you look at her and go, peace, and you never <laughs> talk to her again. 
The only problem is he forgot the never talk to her again part. And he came back for, yeah. for not only one retext, twice, two. Yeah. yeah. Because it was there, that good, remember? <laughs> which means there must be a red cape hanging out that pussy. <laughs> I mean, this is all there is to it. Like, that motherfucker must grip his dick like a fucking newborn grips a nipple. I mean, I just, I, I can't. It's, I, her vagina must have a mouth as well. And an anus in the back for good measure. You know, like, it just, like. Like there's an additional mouth inside the vagina that blows you while you're having sex with her. Because I, yeah, three times. I'll put that on him, dude. Seriously, buy some rubbers. One, I'm out. Get a blowjob. Pull out and Peter Norther. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing, dude? Just nope. Pussy's so good, got a nut up in it. Well, then you're an idiot too. That's how come I wouldn't be singing the blues if this fool got caught up in a, in a paternity suit? But it just so happens that. And believe me, the cards are very much stacked in the woman who gets pregnant's favor. He was able to wiggle out of it three times. This motherfucker better be buying every scratch off from every party store he passes. <laughs> his luck is never going to come in like it's come in right now. Like, this is, this is four, five, six tours in Afghanistan. And frontline combat vet never even once had a close call type luck like this is insanity so but it's also it adds to a list of problems that that he's brought you know upon himself with i guess questionable behavior behavior i mean obviously he was never charged for sexual assault but he was investigated for it which could mean a lot could mean a little you don't know i mean it never went to court no verdict was rendered so as far as I understand the law, we'll never get to see what the what the investigation actually revealed as far as paperwork. I mean, if it went to court and a verdict was was rendered through the Freedom of Information Act, we could, you know, you could go and look at those files and look at the paperwork and see what was, you know, said, what wasn't said. And also, too, there's the fun part of our new society right. that, well, an accusation is might as well just be a guilty verdict. Well, he got in right before that shit really took off because that sexual assault allegation was from, I think, two years ago. I said, yeah, it's from two years ago. So he was like cutting it real close with the whole Me Too Times Up thing. And to be honest with you, it, it does help that he's not white. No, he's <laughs> no, that probably that probably doesn't help him. But because he stands out like a fucking, you know, orange hat with a green bill. In an all white, almost all white NHL these days. Well, these days, like it used to be all black, right? You know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> like, like, there's all these black players from from the 30s and 40s playing on the NHL. Like, it's starting to get awful daylight around here. Where are all these white people coming from? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, he plays hockey. If he played basketball, football, baseball, and was that level of star in that sport. This would be, this would be covered, and he would have been already like lynched by the pink mafia and drugged behind a pickup truck in chains. Like they'd have already taken care of him and ruined his career. But it's hockey. But then again, it is in San San, San Jose, so it's like that's not exactly like the middle of nowhere. You know, po dunk. Don't have anything else. Yeah, kind of. I. I so I. You know. The story broke well, roughly about a week ago, you know, and we've yet to see where the where the you know lawsuit goes. 
I think okay. what will happen is there'll be a there'll be a, a undisclosed agreement and an, an NDA signed. I never got why they aren't called the San Francisco Sharks. Like, it's not like there's four other sports teams in San Jose. <laughs> they don't call them the Santa Clara 49ers. But anyway. The Glenwood Coyotes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Your arena's in San Jose, but it's the fucking San Francisco area. I thought San Jose was, like, way south California. Oh, San Jose is, like, right on the bottom of the of San Francisco Bay. San Diego's way south California. Yes. Okay, my bad. Yes, you got him confused there for a minute. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, do, do, am I wrong on this? If if this well, one... God help him if he played football. Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah. It, yeah, he'd already be suspended looking at, you know... Digging up his dead grandmother and executing her because that's, you know, good, you know, the Fuhrer Goodell is in charge. And, you know, God forbid you can't lose that 12% female viewership the NFL holds on to. Yeah. But, like, I just, I don't, I mean, you know, this is from hockeyfeed.com. You know, it's like very shocking and serious allegations leveled against a controversial NHLer. It's like very serious and shocking allegations. What, that he's an asshole? He didn't do anything illegal. No. He didn't rape this woman. He didn't force a morning after pill on her three times. Anything he's good at stating his case. <laughs> he might have a career as a lawyer in front of him. I know, right? with, with, with hockey. <laughs> Ever thought about going into politics, Evander? But yeah, I I don't say, I'm like, I, no tears would be shed if she'd had gotten pregnant and kept the kid, cleaned him out. I mean, not... What? No tears whatsoever. Were we joking about how much Blake Griffin pays in child support? Yeah, like it's something ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's, it's like six figures a month. Six figures a month, over a million dollars a year. What is your child eating, living in? First of all, if you need that much money to take care of a child. You're a shitty parent. You don't deserve to have fucking custody. Because I know people that raise children on, you know, we're talking a family of four on thirty-five grand a year, and the ends meet without someone having to fork over one point two million a fucking year. So I, that's what blows my mind about that. Second of all, is this just like is is this the new thing now that if you're if 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 you're a, you know, a sports star, and a woman gets pregnant and has an abortion. Somehow, you're the bad guy now? I mean, is this where we're going with this? Is this the extension of Me Too's tentacles worming its way into every aspect of everyday life? Does it Probably. surprise you? Yeah. No, nothing surprises me. And now when it comes to this subject, because I guarantee you this is the type of woman that posts nothing but inspirational shit all over her social media talking about how strong and independent she is if she wants $6 million for having an abortion, or having three of them, excuse me. Well, where was, where was that strong independent streak to tell you, why don't you tell him to go fuck himself and hire a good paternity lawyer? Yeah, and not just that. How are you going to get support for killing three kids for $3 million? There's going to be people that look at it that way. Right, but the women are going to sit there and go, she was forced to. She deserves that money. And our court I, system, I know other people. That and our court system will say, show us proof. Show us proof of the promise. 
Right, but I know I know other people that are going to look at it and go, "You're a murder for hire." Well, now, well, now we're getting into a different conversation. Uh-huh. I mean, well, when you talk about this with this a sports athlete like that, it can go a thousand different directions. You're a gold digger. You're stupid ass for keeping fucking her. You're, she she was forced to have these abortions, so she deserves money. Prove it. And That's ultimately what the court will say. Prove it. Prove prove he forced you. Prove he was going to pay you. About, uh, I'm talking about a court of public opinion. This man is already guilty. Proven. Done. Fuck the court of public opinion. And quite honestly, like court of law is what matters. If I'm him, court of law matters. I don't give a fuck. I'm still in the NHL. I'm still a professional hockey player. Fuck the court of public opinion. Like, let's take it to the court of law. He did, because as Rich said, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean, you know, and it, it, I'm sitting here and I'm scrolling through the comments, and of course, here comes, you know, the white knights charging in with their purple dildos bouncing off their fucking forehead, talking about, oh, he's an abuser, make him pay. By the way, uh, what's his abuse? name? Not a hockey fan? Uh, Raymond Christopher, and actually, we should probably. No, fuck him. He's on, he's on social media. He said what he said. But anyways, pay is spelled, make him pay, P-A-Y-E. <laughs> Two exclamation points, so he lets you know he really meant that shit. Yeah, he really meant that shit that he misspelled. It's a three-letter word. How do you fucking misspell it? <laughs> Y-E-P, pay. What? And I mean, of course, I'm looking at... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Well, Kelly Markwell Smith... The, the only woman so far in all these comments to have anything to say that makes sense from a logical point of view. How can anyone make someone have an abortion? Exactly. I don't care who you are or what you have to offer me. When it comes to my body, I will make my own decisions. You go, girl. But did, he hold, did he hold you down and shove a coat hanger up your fucking... Like, no. You did it voluntarily. Like, did a van roll up? Put a bag over your head? You wake up in an abortion clinic? No. So, yeah, I, I I, mean, look, ultimately all around, he's an idiot, she's an idiot. He's an idiot with money and influence. If he was if he was uh, uh, Evander Kane, the, 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 the garbage man, he'd be saddled with three kids right now. Yeah. All right, so let's put all this bullshit aside. She did this thinking there was going to be a payday down the road. She found out there isn't. And now she's trying to get it. Yep. I, I feel compelled to quote, uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, uh, bitches can't hang with the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry, bitch, <laughs> you found yourself short. What you I want me to you say? say? Another quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. You bet. You bet on that ATM between your legs, and it didn't work out. Don't know what to say. I guarantee you, the next athlete. Who her who her womb, uh, athlete sperm who her womb catches, that motherfucker is going to get the best prenatal care that his money can buy. <laughs> Believe that. It won't matter if that kid was going to be born with Tay Sachs. She's going to make sure that motherfucker's born and get a payday. Watch. That kid could come out one of them Harlequin babies, and she'd be like, "Nope, still going to have it. Need to get that payday." All right. So, so the last story I have from the NHL, which isn't, it just, the NHL is the, is the, is the catalyst for this story, but this could go across all sports, and this is something that 
I'm amazed professional athletes in this day and age have to have something like this happen to them to be reminded of. Reminded of. There was uh, a number of Senators players, Ottawa Senators players, caught ripping coaches and laughing about the team on a video of the, while they were taking a lift and the driver was recording them with his phone. So, I mean, you know. I don't knock that thing out of his hand. Apparently, according to this to, to the video, he had one of those like vent or dashboard holsters. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't know it was recording. And judging by how frankly they speak, I would say uh, that they really didn't know it was recorded. Because, I mean, some of the things that were said is uh, our coach, the only coach in NHL history to have the worst power play and the worst penalty kill within a calendar year. Did you notice that when our coach runs the video, it's actually if you actually do pay attention, he doesn't ever teach you anything. He just... He just commentates on what's happening. Another player speaks up. Here's the other thing, too. We don't change anything ever. So why do we even have a fucking meeting? I haven't paid attention in three weeks. And goes, and also, and another player speaks up. I also hate how he quizzes us. No, please, ask a question. Just so he says, great question. These sound like some guys that need to be cut. They sound like they have shitty attitudes. Like, you ain't paid attention in three weeks? You're a pro hockey player, son. You know how many people would want to trade places with you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, and I was going to break it down as it went, but I mean, I think the, the, the funny thing is, because I've watched the whole video, is that the Uber driver starts off by saying, oh, you guys play a sport? And they're like, yeah, hockey. Oh, oh, who, what, what team? Ottawa Senators. So that's when he starts recording, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. were, were you douchebag thinking you were going to get something? You know? He's going to get sued. If he recorded them without their knowledge, he's absolutely going to get sued. I would sue because that—that's not in public. I mean, that's technically in private. Well, you're in his car while he's Ubering you. Actually, it says he had a, an SUV or minivan of some sort because I think he has like six players in there. So, is there any expect you know reasonable expectation of privacy when you're in a in a vehicle you're paying to take you somewhere? I mean, I don't know to be honest with you. Here in Detroit, I, I think there's laws, not a lot of there's not a lot of cab taken, so I don't know if it's that's normal, for, like in New York City or something, for cabs to have video cameras inside. Yeah, but there's also a sign that says you're being recorded. Well, that's it. I think legally there kind of has to be something like that. Let me. I'm, I'm looking this up because my first instinct is like it sounds like with this guy, this guy better get a good lawyer. But we'll see. Well, I mean, first of all, the, my first question in this whole thing is the fuck are they thinking they're probably drunk well i mean i I almost feel like that's a given at this point but why why would you make a point of saying i'm we're professional athletes etc etc and then get in a vehicle and start talking like that You, you i mean I'm not saying what the driver did was right because it was it was a is it even if it's legal it's still a fucking it's it's a bitch move and I mean and I mean bitch in in a way of like like that's a that's that's a that's a that's a straight up girl move dude I'm gonna record you without your knowledge like really just ugh ugh N- no love for any fucking douchebag who's like that but. You also got to have some situational awareness. 
especially if you're going to go around announcing you're a bunch of a group of professional athletes, announce who you play for, and then just start ripping into your entire coaching staff. I mean, it's just to me that's just like, I, the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. What city were they in? Were they in the U.S.? Uh, let's see. In Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. Their Uber driver in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, Uber, not Lyft. My bad. It was an Uber driver, not a Lyft driver. Got the company wrong. Oh, by the way, there was, just as a little side note, there was some gamesmanship at their next their next, uh, their next next game after this incident. They were playing, I, I want to say, the Winnipeg Jets. And the Jets... On their on their on their screen and the screens that go around the upper and lower bowls, made sure to run a bunch of Uber ads. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow! Like, how you doing, Ottawa? Just letting you know. Well, federal law for audio recording, you have to have at least one of the parties consent, but that's audio. No, I mean we're getting into real nerd shit, but I know for yeah. a fact that at least this was. What ten years ago? I guess Crank Yankers was still on. Mm-hmm. All of those calls were made from Nevada. Yep, because you don't need people's permission in Nevada to call them to record them when you call them. Yep, yeah. mm-hmm. that's why we used to have the 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 DJs here used to do what they uh, once they really started cracking down on on prank phone calls and stuff. They used to do uh, uh, like pager bomb people. Like, you call up a DJ here in Detroit, and you give him your buddy's pager number, and you give him some information. The station would page with the direct line into the into the studio. The guy would call back, who's this? And then they would fuck with him based on the information their friend gave him. You know what I'm saying? Have some fun with him like that. That's how they got around that. But that I still haven't heard anyone do that in, like, almost 20 years now, so they probably cracked down on that on top of it. 9-11 ruined everything. <laughs> can't, have, can't have no fun. I just wonder, if, too, if this guy could get hit for, like, a defamation suit. Like, especially if these guys get kicked off their team. Like, that's... Uh, I, well, there's a lot of things. The defamation case, uh, invasion of privacy. Just being an asshole. It's not a yeah, crime yet. Give it time. I, I have actually... Uh, Rich, I'm sure you have. I don't know. Uh, maybe you have. I've been in a cab in New York City, and there's signs that, yeah, huh, that say you're being recorded. Yeah, but that was just for you because they knew Mr. Big Stuff was about to get in their cab. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I've never been in a cab in New York City. I've driven through it. I never got out and sampled the wildlife. Didn't feel the need to. Oh, my experience is, is most time that you're being recorded, there's a sign that says, hey, there's closed-circuit TV here, there's surveillance, like... There's generally a, a warning. Of that, some sort, yes, yeah. That's what I want to know on this guy's car. Is he letting you know, hey, you might be recorded? But didn't we go through this with a couple of NBA players a couple of years ago on the Lakers? The uh, Who was it that, that, that basically admitted in a conversation with a teammate he was cheating on Iggy Azalea, mm-hmm. and his teammate recorded it and then posted it? Now talk about cock-blocking your boy. And nothing really came of that. I mean, I'm sure there was maybe a couple, you know, shoves, maybe even a couple blows exchanged behind the scenes, but we didn't hear about it. Yeah, but in that case, maybe he knew he was being recorded, I believe. 
Like, I think the dude had his camera phone out while he was talking to him. Well, that makes him even dumber. Yeah. Wait, do you think he's recording it not to post it? Not to show it to somebody else? Why would he need to record it then? If it was just something to be said between you and him. There would be no recording device involved. I'm just saying, if if I was this guy, these guys, I'd have turned into Winston. I'd have went Jameis all over that shit. What? You sexually assault him? I, I would have touched. Yeah. I would have touched the driver, his camera phone, <laughs> fucking steering wheel. <laughs> Show me on the doll where the big Shrek-looking guy touched you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first he grabbed my phone and he inserted it forcefully into my anus. <laughs> the word crab legs were mentioned, and I don't, I don't know about that. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Captain Crab Legs ain't got shit on me." <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed the phone up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything we're doing, we're doing now, right. If you're going to actually assault something, goddamn it, get in there. They're interviewing the driver, and he's like, "Now every time it rings, I question my sexuality." Because I kind of like it. <laughs> the ringer was set to off, but it was set to vibrate. Vibrate, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, guys, look, I've never, I've never had any, any type of fame, anything that even comes close to touching what these guys have as professional athletes. But I have moved within a very insular, gossipy, music scene and no matter how drunk how high whatever the fuck we got we understood most of the vast majority of us understood you got to be careful what you say and take a look around before you say it because there's a lot of people that love nothing more than to stir the pot well most of these women you could grab them by the pussy case in point i mean you know somehow that's like something that every blowhard douchebag says We've all heard it from whether he's a friend or a friend of a friend or a, or some drunk blowhard talking about all his his pussy conquest. You heard you've overheard talking at a party. We've all heard some guy say something along those lines, and we all roll our eyes and go, "Yeah, okay, whatever, dude." But now somehow that's taken as like, "Oh, he's just admitted to sexual assault." Really, really, you really think that's what he was doing? You really think that's what he does? First of all. Come on now. I think he, I think his opening move is, if you don't know who I am, let me show you what my bank balance is. That's probably his go-to opening move. And this is before he ever fucking got insulted at some fucking White House, you know, whatever dinner. Look, here's my rookie card. <laughs> you ever slept with a guy who used to have a board game named after him? Here's your chance. <laughs> But I just think it's isn't isn't part of this on these. I mean, look, he, yes, the driver's a dick for recording it. He's a he bigger of a dick for uploading it. I don't think it is it, it part of being a citizen of this country that sometimes you talk shit about your boss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, uh, did they really do anything that that? that I mean, first of all, if they're drinking, I, I imagine this is their train of thought. We just got into a cab or an, or an Uber, and there's like, you know, looks like there's one, two, like at least six of them, from what I can see from the from the video. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, so what do you guys like, you know, how you guys know each other? 
Okay, well, he don't know who the fuck we are. Probably doesn't know shit about hockey. You assume it's a, it's a safe place to have a conversation about people that this guy doesn't know who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. But, I mean, I have to also go, haven't we had these conversations about, like, Johnny Manziel when he would throw parties and one of the rules were turn over the phones if you want to come in? Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, you know? There's a reason you do a, you do a check before you start fucking shooting off at the lip because it's shit like this. I mean, I guess the the, the 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 wild card in this is Matt Duchesne was one of the guys talking shit, and a lot of people are of the opinion that he's just a cancer to any team that he's on. So if there's going to be a scapegoat, it seems like you know a lot of people are wanting to try to position him to be the scapegoat. Like, see, this is what happens. This is how bad of you know he's just a cancer, and. You know, just to, one of the you know one of the comments on it. Deshane's an absolute cancer, piss poor attitude. Get him out of Colorado was all they needed to turn things around. As for the rest of these guys, I can't judge, but no surprise about Deshane spreading the negativity. Didn't see <laughs> this guy. This guy gets salty at the end. Listen to this. Didn't see anyone tip the driver either. Kudos to the Uber driver and hope he made some decent coin on this vid. Really? <laughs> you don't. First of all, you tip in the app, dipshit. You don't hand them cash. Has this person ever taken an Uber before? It's not a fucking taxi. Everything's done electronically. And second, I think this guy should get together with that chick Evander Kane was sleeping with because they're both seem like opportunistic shitheads. As long as we can sterilize them first. Yeah. Because I guarantee you that guy, oh, these famous people, I'm going to turn on this recording. I bet you as soon as he got home that night, he fucking sold that shit to TMZ. Oh, I got some hockey players talking shit about their coach. Is that the best you can do, buddy? You mad that you drive Uber for a living? (laughs) You mad? Here's a cape. Now you're super mad. I mean, look, I, I'm, I know that I'm, it, some people would argue that I'm venturing close to the you shouldn't have worn that dress territory with those guys, with the players themselves. I'm just saying, you have to have situational awareness. At some point, six or seven guys, I don't care how drunk or how much all of them like to drink, someone had to look up and go, why is that phone pointing right the fuck at us? What is that light on for? You know what I'm saying? Like something, like, like hey, man, are, or... This is. I watched the whole video, and unless I missed it, no one even said, "Hey, are you recording this?" And if you see the video, it is set up perfectly to where it is. You can see everybody in that vehicle unless they're in the back row. Well, here's the thing I was thinking of too. He could have been doing it to because he records all of his rides just for protection. Because you never know. You know what I mean? That, but that all of what, that. Yeah. But all of that being said, you still have to let people know you're being recorded. And I don't think it's ever okay to share it. Like, I don't think it's legal to go out and share it. I don't care if you got R. R Kelly with a minor or two hockey players talking about their coach. Well, I mean, I don't don't know how that works as far as who technically owns the recording. I mean, I have no idea. It's on his phone. I'm assuming that means it's his recording to do with what he chooses. As long as he's not recording and, and, and allowing illegal activity to happen. There's nothing you can really charge him with as far as that goes, as far as a, a criminal charge. Civilly, you might be able, you know, you might be able to take him to civil court and sue the shit out of him. You know how I know that those guys didn't know they were being recorded because they had to beat the fuck out of them because they're hockey players. <laughs> Turn into a grind line in a hurry. 
<laughs> like seriously, you had three professional athletes who are not small dudes in your car. You really gonna try to piss them off? Hey, let me record this right quick. No, those guys didn't know. He's probably yeah. got popped in the mouth. Part of me in in the in the back of my mind was wondering if he picked up like six offensive linemen from the from the from the uh, Cardinals. Would he have even tried to record them just based on exactly. their size? Like, as these six foot eight, three hundred twenty pound behemoths get in your car and it becomes a low rider. Oh, I you know, definitely would have recorded that one. I don't care if it was to, <laughs> if anything bad was said or not. I'd just been like six big black men in my back seat. Uh uh-uh. uh. Record. Who said, they, who, who said they were black? Even though I was thinking like probably at least half of them would be. <laughs> <laughs> Well, saw, that's just because I know the Cardinals line. That's all. Said you said offensive linemen. They it, it could be white. No, no, no I said linemen. Could ah. be defense or offense. <laughs> but no, uh, I just I yeah, to me it just sets a bad precedent. And to, it's just annoying now that why do we have to now worry about every fucking dipshit recording us? Like that's annoying. The way of the world, man. Oh, dude, I, I, go up to, go up to, I, okay, and I'm talking like in the hood, in the white hood, like white ghettos, like working poor, poor white people neighborhoods, half of them have fucking those new doorbells where, where they record people and they can see who's at the door from their phone. It's like back in the joke back in the day, I don't care how poor you were, your ass had a Sega Genesis or, a, or a Super Nintendo sitting around the house somewhere. It's like, I don't care how poor you are now. Half the fucking, you know, people in, in areas where the average, you know, income is like 17 grand a year for a family of 12 have one of those fucking things. I mean, you're being recorded constantly. Look up at any yeah, major... Yeah, that's private area. property, though. No, absolutely. But what I'm saying is that... And what I was about to say is look up at any major intersection you stop at and look at the stoplights and look on top of the poles around there. There's cameras all over but the yeah, place. Yeah, but but, yeah, but they're, they're conspicuous. You know... You know they're there. So if you're a professional athlete, you would hope someone would have sat them down at some point on their way to this point in their careers and said, be very fucking careful. You're constantly being recorded, whether you know it or not. Public, private, doesn't matter. I mean, I I know enough about the, 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 the strip club world here in Detroit to know that there's some strip clubs that record what goes on in the VIP. Believe me, there's a lot of people that don't want what's happening in the VIP to get out, especially on tape. Let's just put it that way. So, I mean, if I was one of them, I would have to assume I'm constantly being recorded. And unless the door is shut and I'm in a room with people I absolutely trust 100%, I'm not going to sit there and start fucking shooting off at the lip because it could get back to somebody. Now, here's the other thing. Team hasn't commented and well actually they have declined to comment that's a difference than not responding and there's been no comment from the players what how does this make this coach and this team look if they take no type of fucking disciplinary action against these guys they didn't do anything wrong i i understand but look at how sports are these days if you do anything that 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 Ten people can get on Twitter and start a fucking, you know, crusade about calling for blood. Eventually, people are, you know, the masses have to unwash masses. Masses have to be, you know, sated. Okay, here you go. 
I mean, of course, if you're a player, if you're a player on you know Ottawa, and there's it's not even mentioned in a in a in a private meeting or a team meeting or something. Just like, look, we all know what happened in the Uber. I don't give a fuck how you feel about me. I get paid whether you like me or not. I'm the head coach, so it doesn't matter to me. Just do me a favor. You got two ears, one mouth. You got two eyes. You got one mouth. Look and listen before you talk, and make sure this doesn't happen again. Now let's move on. Yeah, I mean something. If that doesn't even happen. Well then, what what kind of locker room do you have at that point? You got players well, I mean, thinking they can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, yeah, but that's still, that happened in Pittsburgh too. Remember in the Steelers' locker room? Yeah, well, AB recorded himself, right? Was it two seasons ago? Oh, I thought it was earlier this season. Where Antonio what? Brown Be recorded specific. His- for the love of God, name the events you're talking about. <laughs> I was. I said where AB recorded himself talking shit about his team and posted it on Twitter. Or some shit. I remember the incident. I, I didn't remember that it was Antonio Brown, but I remember it was the Steelers. It was in the locker room. While there was a, I think, wasn't the head coach speaking at the time? Wasn't Con, or Tomlin speaking? And he was over there flapping his gums into his phone, like periscoping it or something. I can't remember the details, but yes, it... But also, do you now, do you think Mike Tomlin let that shit slide? You don't mm-hmm. think Mike, Mike Tomlin wasn't like... Uh, A.B., my office. And I looked at him and said, look here, Negro, I don't care who you are. I am the motherfucking head coach of the motherfucking Steelers. I'll be here I'll, I'll be here before you. I'll be here after you. In fact, I will help draft your replacement, motherfucker. Now find a place to stow your phone before I find some place to stow it. And you ain't going to like where I stick it. Now get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> if the conversation didn't go along those lines, I would be very shocked. Like dead serious, I would be in, in shock. But it's still, my, my point still stands. If if there's nothing mentioned, if there's nothing handed down, if there's no type of even acknowledgement of the incident, you're going to have a locker room that's just going to run fucking right over the top of that head coach from here on out. On a team who, let's be honest, isn't exactly setting the world on fire at the moment. I mean, they're 500 teams, so... Uh, I guess that's why I don't get paid the big bucks to be a head coach or a general manager because I'd, I'd had to dress these cocksuckers down. That's all I know. I've been like, who, first of all, who the fuck do you think you are? Second of all, dummy. Well, the Antonio Brown incident was last year, okay. January 17th, uh, 2017, and he wasn't talking shit. He was excited that they won a game, but it caught Mike Tomlin talking shit about the Patriots in the background. Okay. See, I knew Tomlin figured prominently in there because I remember when we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, he's going to jerk on not in somebody's ass. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I would. I'd death for sure. I'd be like, the fuck's wrong with you? You got no fucking home training? Well, do we want to move on to the story that we talked about last week? And then, what was it? The next day, there was a firing of a head coach after a team boycotted. It's, it's sort of talk about. Yeah. He got fired. I don't. I just. I don't understand why. Why did you have a three month investigation? Say everything's good, and then fire him the next fucking day. Like that. Just it, all kinds of stupid. It goes back to what Rich asked me last week. Would I, as a player, be able to play for that coach? No, I wouldn't. Ooh, no, I would paying not. for you. You start paying for your own school. No, I just transfer. Get a scholarship elsewhere. If you're lucky, it's not that easy. Well, actually, it is kind of easy to get a scholarship. Being a scholarship for being left-handed, I mean, especially if you play for Maryland 
Really? Because where the, I didn't get shit for college, buddy. Financial aid. I had decent grades. But anyway. <laughs> I had the right woman at the right time. I'm just saying she found all kinds of shit. The, to me, the point isn't what good does it do after the investigation, blah, blah, blah. That's all fucking done and over with. To me, this tells me that or this situation just flat out and tells me that if a team goes, okay, are we all on the same page? Yep. I don't care how scared you are. Everybody, fuck, no one waver, no one blink. And they walk in and go, no, we're not playing for him. That, 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 that at least in Maryland, that's enough to get a head coach fired. I think the, I think the university pushed out. Well, I mean, we said, okay, well, then you're not all on the team anymore and we'll forfeit the rest of the games. There you well, go. I think it's more, you know, the investigation proves that there should be no legal charges. But as far as him keeping his job and coaching that team, no. Well, they, they were fine with it till the players bitched. He was suspended and they let him come back. And as soon as the, the squeaky wheels started squeaking... The, the university pushed out. You're Maryland. It's not like you were having a good season anyways. Forfeiting the rest of your season is probably end up being your record anyway. Yeah, but if they play the games, even if they lose the games, that's, like a, lot more, just, that, that's a lot more income generated for the, for the fucking school than if they forfeit the games and just don't play them. Plus, yeah, there's some revenue. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, we're letting the inmates run the asylum here. But isn't that, isn't that the power of labor versus management when you have collective bargaining and the, well, I like, mean, the other part is too these guys don't pay most they don't pay to go to school there they get paid to go to school there it's not like they're they're paying tuition it's the complete opposite like the university should have told them to fuck off like this is the coach when you did our investigation you don't like it you don't have to play football it's not and a birthright to play got- fucking football it is a choice to play football Right, and if you've got a wide receiver and a third-string running back that's like, fuck you, then I'm out. Okay, then you're cool. right. That's fine. But if you got a whole fucking team going, all right, then peace. Well, then, shit. Then I'd call their bluff. Even at the risk of losing the revenue of the rest of the season. Yeah. Dude, it's okay. a university. They're get, they'll be okay. It's maybe, Again, it's Maryland football. Yeah, it's generating revenue, but it ain't like it's fucking Alabama football. But here's There's the plenty thing. of other things at the University of Maryland that generate revenue. It's not that it's not that they're going to be okay or not be okay. It's that watching those dollar those bags of money fly away from you, when you have people who are conditioned to bring in as much money at the top, is akin to you know pulling out their fucking pubic hairs one by one with rusty pliers. Right, and you it's against their nature to let that happen. And you also would have to think of the damage it would do to the university if they let that happen. You keep a guy who. Had a kid die on his. Uh, somebody already died. What more damage could they do? Right, but then you keep him and let the rest of them quit. I mean, that just speaks volumes about the university as a whole, not just the football program. Uh, to me, it sets a precedent of like, yeah, good luck in any sports program in University of Maryland now. All it's going to take is one person. It, it's it's to me what I don't like is the precedent it's setting. Well, you're looking at it wrong, then, Hoss. I, I, look, I understand what you're talking about the precedent setting. But I don't think it's because, I don't think one person would have done this. It was the fact the whole team presented a united front against the head coach. Right. And, the, and, and, let's, and, let's, and let's, let's, hold on a second. Let's, 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 everyone calm down, take a deep breath, and let's, let's deal in reality here. How often are you going to get over 100 guys to agree on something like that and risk their fucking athletic careers? And 
their their scholastic career to take a stand like that. I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to become a daily occurrence, a weekly occurrence, even an annual occurrence. There's too many people whose attitudes are I'm covering my own ass. Fuck you. There's too many people with the I got mine. Fuck you attitude. For whatever reason, this was the right. When I say right group, I mean the right group to make this decision as a group and stick by it and present a united front against that head coach. If this was Alabama, this wouldn't have happened. Period. Those guys aren't watching millions of dollars and and, 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 in future NFL contracts fly away over the death of some dude who was like, I might have said hi to once or twice in the locker room. That ain't happening. I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Earl? It just, this isn't like... I mean, this isn't even like Penn State with the molestation thing, where these kids can stand up and tell their story of how bad it was or anything. Our kid's gone. He's gone. Period. Done. And the coach and the trainers and everybody there let it happen. That would be like, Chris, well, your job. No, they didn't. Because like, if they did, there'd be criminal charges. That would be they, like saying they let it happen dude, means it's negligence. And they would, that be, would be. And they would be. That would court. be like your, your fucking work putting you on an airline that one of your coworkers just died on. You'd be like, fuck that. No, I'm not going. I'll drive. Take a bus. That's statistically the most safe. That's the safest time to fly that airline. Yeah. No, no, Rich, let's not start this again. I'm just, I'm just imagining you flipping out at the airport. Like I got to fly Qantas. I gotta fly Qantas. They're the only ones that've never had an accident. No, because I would think exactly what you thought. Like, okay, the one in a million chance just happened. Put me on the next flight. <laughs> no, as a player, I'm with them. I couldn't do it. I think. I think the. I think the 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 bigger issue is what we discussed last week as like some far fetched options. Actually, one of them actually came to pass that they got rid of that head coach. Well, I, this isn't like a sexual allegation, though. Like you're setting precedent with a set, you know, ending a man's career over somebody saying he touched him or looked at him the wrong way. This isn't some little stupid comment that, you know, is recorded. This was a kid's life. Yeah, but he wasn't murdered. No matter how you want to frame it. No, he wasn't murdered, but he wasn't looked after either. Where's he the wasn't lawsuits protected. against the University of Maryland? Uh, I'll guarantee you they're pending. If their family is even halfway smart, halfway smart, there's pending. Because he didn't die of a heart attack. He didn't die of being out of shape. He died from heat stroke, dude. That means he wasn't being looked after. All the training staff, all the medical staff, all the staff you have there. Nobody saw it at all. Nobody? Not one? Oh, I'm going to sound like a cold asshole here. It means his dumb ass didn't hydrate himself enough. There was 50-something other guys out on that field okay. with him. And, and you're right. Maybe he went through the same if, drills. But here's the thing. What if he wasn't allowed? Really? Yeah, really. Have you ever been trained out on a football field? Have you paid attention to the news for the last 30 years? There's no way that was happening. Okay. Yeah, but he's dead. Tell me again how it didn't happen. Man, people, die all, people die all the time. Tell me again people, how it didn't happen. People, some dead. people that are listening to this show might go to sleep tonight and not wake up. That's true. That's absolutely true. But they didn't die a heat stroke. Dude, it's unfortunate, but a heat stroke means you weren't hydrating yourself. Uh-huh. And, and like again, I there said, were 50 plus other guys on that field with them that went through the same fucking drills. I understand, dude. But somehow they got together and said he wasn't allowed to do it. He should have been able to take care of himself. 
that leads me to believe that they were running wind sprints. They were doing a whole bunch of workouts. And at some point, he should have been allowed to hydrate and wasn't. It got to 83 degrees that day. Fuck off, pop-ups. Jesus. He fell ill after conditioning test that consisted of 10, 110 yard sprints. Something they do all the time. You know, something I And also, he didn't of. die right away. He died two weeks later. Something I, re- I hadn't really thought of. But, well, yeah, but it was due to damage that was done from the heat stroke. Because I remember them talking about that. If you have severe enough heat stroke, you can, you can do irreversible damage to organs that can't recover. And then it's just basically you're going, you go into organ failure over a period of time. Oh, wait, here you go. We now know, well, Rich, you are 1,000% right. Uh, University of Maryland President Wallace Lowe released a letter stating that the overwhelming majority of stakeholders expressed serious concerns. So there you go. The, the, the money was concerned. The end. Always leads back to money. They didn't care about this kid. They were concerned about their funding. Absolutely. I Yeah, that... That I never had any doubt of. Me neither. Like I said, the, the stigma that it was going to place on Maryland was terrible. They, they weren't only going to lose the, the revenue from the games. They were going to just everything, everybody, anything that Maryland was associated with was going to be gone. Well, I guess the, what, the, the, the wait and see is now, where does he end up and how much of a, of, of a, of a, Penance tour does he have to go on as a head coach before he works his way back to where he was before this incident? Or is that even possible to happen? No, I don't think so. He'll Seriously. Up at some Division three school. There's always going to be some shit program who needs a coach. Well, all right, then. So do we... Do we move on to our bread and butter? <laughs> Actually... Just dive right into the all-around football talk? Yeah. I mean, while we're talking about college, oh, my God. Here we go. I, dude, I, just, I saw an article from CBS Sports. The headline said, has Michigan closed the gap between Alabama and Clemson? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> it, I was just like, just wow. It, 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 it comes back to something that you say all the time, Rich. That block M just gives you so much equity. Alabama would house the fuck out of Michigan. So would Clemson. Michigan ain't beat nobody. Yeah, and yeah they, they put up a good showing against Penn State on Saturday, but I think we've already talked about for a few weeks on this show, Penn State ain't that great this year. Barkley is in the NFL, just saying. I think it's time to realize the Big Ten isn't the Big Ten it was and has been for some years now. Yeah. Michigan seemed to have gotten more than adequate at the right time while the other, and they're catching other programs in a, in a, in a, in a down cycle. Because I can't believe, say what you want about Penn State, Say what you want about Wisconsin, even. I can't believe that the Ohio State Buckeyes we're seeing this year and the Michigan State Spartans we're seeing this year are going to be like this next year. This is just a, a, a dip that happens in college football. You have kind of a eh, year that other programs would kill for, but it's not what your fan base is accustomed to. And I think Michigan's taking full advantage of it, which they absolutely should do. 
There well, you go. Say enjoy me, this year. When they sucked, when Michigan sucked, and we're getting housed by everybody and their mother, nobody was crying that beat them for we didn't beat uh, a, 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 you know the 1997 national championship Michigan football team. No, they strutted around going, we whooped Michigan, Michigan's ass. That's what the fuck they did, and rightfully so, because that's what you did, period. So this is against everything that in my gut. To me, this, this is Michigan's year to take the Big Ten, especially if Ohio State drops one more game before that game with Michigan, because if they do, they have two conference losses, and Michigan... Unless there is a historic upset of Appalachian State proportions, should go into that Ohio State game undefeated in the conference. Yeah, which gives them top seeding over Ohio State, which means they're playing in Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship. That's if Ohio State loses. So, I mean, before then, and I mean they've they've had a few scares here. Yeah, who was whooping on them? Oh, Nebraska was beating them half the game. Sucky ass Nebraska was was beating Ohio State half the game that last week. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the Ohio State we've seen in the past. This is definitely. I think this is a. I think number ten is what Ohio State looks like rebuilding, which says something about that program. Hey, we're rebuilding, but we're still number ten. Well, I mean, if the if the college playoffs were to start right now, this is these would be, this would be the matchups. Alabama, number one, Alabama against number four, Michigan. Number two, Clemson <laughs> against number three, Notre Dame. So right there, national championship is going to be Alabama versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Notre Dame, Clemson would be a good game. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good game. No, the Michigan-Alabama game would be akin to watching a snuff film. <laughs> See, you got to be careful because I explained this to you at the beginning of the season. Every so often... It is unfortunate and fortunate all at the same time. College football teams change, if not year to year, at least every two years. That's just the nature of college because everybody leaves and goes uh, to the pro. Unless you're Alabama and you're just a machine for the last decade. Yeah, unless you're Alabama and get all the top blue chips in the country, yes. But That's I mean, that football being said, team money can buy. Pretty much. That being said, Michigan is, and I said this, what, two weeks ago? They have one of the hardest-hitting defenses in college football right now. Not only that, but having watched, like, you know, the season so far highlight reel that, that, that various fans put to, or highlight reels various fans put together, that's a fast motherfucking defense. And they want to hit people. That's what I'm saying. They, they are mean and looking to hit you. They, they don't want to hit you to stop you. They want to hit you to run over you. Yeah, but this isn't a bunch of fucking Mack trucks taking, you know, 300 yards to get up to fucking cruising speed. These are motherfuckers shot out of a cannon hitting you like a fucking cannonball. That is a fast fucking defense, man. And yeah. I, think that, I think that's getting overlooked with well, just how hard they hit and how hard they play. Of course, there there's still the issue of what the fuck with these shooting yourself in the foot penalties, Michigan. But... I think we've talked about this before. I know I know Chris and I have, and I know Earl and I have off the air. I don't know if we've ever done it on the air, but it's almost impossible to have a dominant defense these days in football and not be considered a dirty defense. People seem to, unless it's their team, want to say a good defense equals a dirty defense. 
Now, when it's their team, no, they're not dirty. They're just playing hard. No, the Dominican Sue cracking a guy's helmet open with his foot. No, that's not playing dirty. Stomp it on the Packers' chest. What? Running up on Aaron Rodgers' arm? No, come on. Move it. Don't just lay it down. He won't step on it. You know, James Harrison literally trying to kill people. Ray Lewis literally killing people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Romanowski spitting, pissing, and shitting on people at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> and killing himself with the needle. Exactly. Like a roid monster. No, this Big Ten is, is, I don't know, man. I've had to rethink everything I've believed about Michigan this season. But here's the deal. I don't think it's, I hope it is. I hope it's Harbaugh fucking finally going, I got the guy's that I wanted, that I've built up, that I've installed, my plan's coming together. I'm afraid it's I'm afraid it's more of that's what I hope it is. And that's what the Michigan Slappies are saying it is. What I'm afraid the reality is, is that this defense has went, look, we got a fucking clusterfuck uh, just a carousel of clusterfuck at, at at quarterback for the last couple seasons. I'm not leaving this motherfucking school without beating our fucking rivals at least mm-hmm. once. Well, so we're going to be the choice, and, and we're going to go out there and fucking win these games for them. Michigan is 96th in passing yards, so that could be a sound theory, Rich. One thing that needs to be said is what their their motivation is this year. Did you hear this, Rich? What they're calling it? The revenge tour. The revenge tour. Yeah, but it's Rev Engine Tour. Revenge tour. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. We Revenge on who? Well, on Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. And they're, two, uh, they're two for two right now. And even though Wisconsin isn't considered a, a classic rival, there's, there's some salty fucking, some extra salty potato chips for, from Michigan fans towards Wisconsin for what Wisconsin's been taking liberties with Michigan for the last decade. Because it's it's Michigan. You're Wisconsin. You don't do that. And I'm not saying that's how I feel. I'm saying that's how these motherfuckers that go to Michigan feel. That play for Michigan. That wear the winged you know, helmet. That's how they feel. Who the fuck are you? Badgers? Get the fuck out of my face. Motherfucker, we're, we're the most storied team in college football history. Let's remind you of that real quick. I'm just, like I said, I'm afraid... It's the defense that's made the decision. We're not putting up with this no more. And it's not like Jesus and Khaki's master plan coming to, to bloom. No, because well, again, no. It's, it's, they're, they're 96th in passing yards, but they're fifth in points against. So it's just backing up your backing up what you're saying, Rich. Well, and again, I, you know, I don't see his quarterback coming to, you know, Save save the the day. I don't think that uh you know that that's the whole story. I just I really think this is you know the Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay <coughs> Buccaneers. It's just it's a defense that you don't want to face because there's no way in the world you want to get hit by these guys. That middle linebacker number forty five. I can't think the blonde haired bastard, the white Thor looking guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the white Thor. Wait, Thor Dude. is white. <laughs> Dude, seriously. That number 45, he is fast and he is mean. God, does he like to hit. Yeah, but let's be honest. Alabama just held LSU to zero points. Defense can't be on the field the whole game. Oh, no doubt. And I've said Dude. it. I've said it for weeks now. This Michigan offense is schizophrenic as fuck. Like, you know, what, a few games ago, the first half, they had one scoring drive of, like, 70-plus yards. The rest of the uh, of the half, they didn't even – or they gained either the exact same amount of yards as their one scoring drive or just a, a little bit under it. Like, what is it? Is it a team that sustains a 75-yard, you know, scoring drive, or is it a team that take that scoring drive away and they have 75, you know, or less offensive yards and a half? That's the shit that worries me because you can't do shit against that. That works in the Big Ten against the lesser-tier teams in the Big Ten. That shit don't work against national championship contenders. You got to play a full game, and I mean, yeah, your defense can go out there and make stops until you can score. But if that defense is constantly on the field, they will get gassed. So that's just that's that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, and playing Alabama, they'd be out there an awful lot. By the way, I, I, real quick, I was looking up some some info on Shea Patterson. I love they have him listed at six two. If that motherfucker's over six foot, I'm shocked. I mean, I, I, I have to, because of the nature of what I do, I have to listen to it on the radio. And I can tell you right now that even the Michigan homers that call the games here in the Detroit area are like, he's having a hard time seeing over his linemen because he's like 5'10", 5'11". So, quote Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, they're trying to sque- squeeze an inch or three in on him somewhere. But, so, yeah, I mean, I guess... We wait and see, right? They got Indiana and Rutgers, and then, yeah, OH10 down in the horseshoe. Uh, State beat the Spartan, or State beat Maryland. Woohoo. Yeehaw. Handedly. <laughs> it's like I said, thanks for showing up. Nobody cares. You You're 6 and 3. Your season's done. I do want to say this because I'm in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks football team. You know, the mighty fighting Jayhawks uh, are having meetings with somebody we've spoke about on this podcast for like ever. Les Miles might be coming to Kansas. Uh, Yeah, good luck. He's going to want to go somewhere he can win. It's Les Miles. I'm not kidding. This is a big story here. It's a basketball (laughs) motherfucker. Yeah, and he, he was interviewed at Michigan, too, and it was a story for a week as well. But and it's essentially, he's going to go... He's going to go somewhere where he can win. Well, he's got old friends here in Kansas, so we'll see. All right. So should we move on to the pros? Hey, Rams. Wah, wah. <laughs> I picked New Orleans. I told you. I told you. And I, uh, and I have a feeling that we were watching the NFC Championship game last Sunday when we were watching the Saints versus the Rams. And can Alvin Kamara be stopped? Not that I saw. Get three fucking touchdowns. Drew Brees, that guy's 39, wouldn't know it. Yeah, that reanimated corpse of Drew Brees is playing pretty well. Yeah, he sucks, right, right, Iceman? He's old and busted. He's through. 
He's yeah, through. So, I mean, the he's Rams through 14 and two. He's through 14 and two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's so the through. Ra- he's fucking keep setting records there, Drew. Keep proving me wrong, sir. So the Rams are human. And, and Kansas City isn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, quite honestly, everyone keeps talking about the Rams, but I just see the Lombardi going through Kansas City right now. I've seen a lot. I've seen quite a few articles, YouTube videos, blog posts in the last couple of weeks saying that the authors or hosts were wrong about Mahomes. And I'm like, oh boy, that's a bitter pill to swallow. Most people that talk sports and put it out there don't like to reverse themselves like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's even the doubters are starting to come around. I well, mean, it's like it's like when Chris talks to me all the time about stats. It's like at some point you just got to shut up and go, "Oh yeah, he is proving me wrong." It's what I did with Drew Brees. Dude, he's a fucking monster, man. Like hey, really I really is. think we're looking at like the future goat, barring any kind of career-ending injury like i think we're, we could be watching possibly the guy that usurps tom brady i mean his numbers are fucking ridiculous how many records has this guy broken in this season he's been a phenom that's for damn sure oh by the way before we before, before we leave the saints behind i just want to say uh according to uh multiple reports des bryant's and the saints are in negotiate contract negotiations Ooh. yeah it did a workout for him they did yeah, Ted Ginn's on IR. They need somebody. So, yeah, just want to throw that in there. I mean, there's nothing. In, there's, it's not concrete. It's just multiple different NFL insiders reporting that. But uh, Benjamin Albright and Tom Pol- Polissero, I think it's how you pronounce it. Uh, yeah, they're both saying that uh, nothing's done until it's done, but all signs are pointing that way. And that they are working to confirm that they are in contract negotiations. So, Patrick Mahomes has more passing yards and passing touchdowns in his first ten career games than any player since 1950. Dude, the kid is sick. They're nine games in. He already has 3,042 passing yards and 28 touchdowns. The, the kid's sick. That's, I watch that's, him every week. Those are season stats for some guys. Seriously. (laughs) This motherfucker's halfway done. That's a career year for a Tampa Bay quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. That is a never to be repeated once in a lifetime. Enjoy it while it lasts year for them. Yes. Dead serious. Well, and what's really fucked up is he's got a hell of a running game. Kareem Hunt's the real deal. And then he's mobile as fuck himself. He's got. He needs 19 more touchdowns to tie Dan Marino's mark of 48 for a second-year quarterback. Kurt Warner a second with 41. Yeah. Again, this is another. This is another like the one that came up with what? Maybe it was like week two or week three. This is another list that he's on with the people that he's on the list with. You're like Jesus Christ. Like, you know, like Jeff George or anybody like you know. <laughs> Dan Marino and Kurt Warner like. The two guys that uh, no, they're, they're, they both wear the gold jacket now, right? Warner got in last yeah. year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Jeff George. He takes a beating on this podcast, <laughs> and he never did anything wrong to any of us or our teams. And we just—he's just a well, punching bag. We're Lions fans, so he probably beat us several times. 
Yeah, but it's not like, you know, he was a buccaneer or a lion at one point, you know. And the magic number is 55. That's the record uh, Peyton Manning set in 2013. People here are the best comparison I've heard and I kind of agree with is he's Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers combined. He's got the accuracy of Rodgers and the gunslinger mentality of Favre. Yeah. The kid's well, a beast, man. To open his he career, is. he can win more than two Super Bowls. Because that's all that those guys have between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Rodgers won That's two. a fact. Aaron Rodgers has thought, won one ring. Brett Favre okay. has won one ring. <laughs> they've both combined been to four Super Bowls, but yes, they've only won one each. Okay. Yeah, we... We went through this we like, this up, like two months time. ago. Yeah. 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 But yeah, as we somehow started riding the Saints dick and then got on the Mahomes. But <laughs> let's talk about the other games. Uh, should we just talk about the home team now? Just fucking get it over with. Really? What was it? 10 sacks total for the Vikings? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the headline. It said the good news uh, for Detroit is uh, Matthew Stafford made it out alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the only good news. That fucking Viking horn was sounding an awful lot on Sunday. It really was a clap. God damn! It's, like it's over, right? We got rid of Golden Tate and got nobody in return. Yeah, you kept waiting for a big signing. <laughs> I was like, you got Shepard. There you go. <laughs> no, it, this is one of the few times this this week on ninety seven one the, the local sports station. I, I agree with their. They're, they're, you know, big afternoon drive guy, Mike Valeni. This is, this is what the Lions are. Understand that, move forward, make your decision. <laughs> Don't let them hurt you anymore. There's no, there's, no, there's no reason to believe in this team anymore whatsoever this season. It doesn't matter if they rattle off three wins in a row. It's not going to change anything. It's, they're still... They're not a good team. Don't put all your eggs in that basket, period. End of story. And, I mean, you know, you know Mac is sitting back watching the tape from this game going, please hurry up next week. Please hurry up. Why couldn't I play this game before I signed my contract? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to break Matthew Stafford in half. I mean, yeah, it's, just, uh, it's it's bad. I, I I had hope for a couple weeks, but it, you know when when you when you brought up what they did with the moves with Golden Tate and et cetera et cetera, restructuring contracts. I was waiting for like Odell Beckham coming to the Lions. That's what I was waiting for. Got rid of Tate, Marvin Jones restructured. Oh, somebody! I was like, somebody's coming. Somebody's on their way. See, that's where that's 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 where your hope lied. My hope. We got was, Bruce Ellington. <laughs> my hope, yeah. my hope was they didn't get taken as bad as it looks. Here's what none of us dared say: they're just stupid. Yeah. Those, those moves made no sense with the paired that when when you pair them with what came afterwards, there was no yeah. reason to do that. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is Golden Tate went, man. I, I'm getting old. I want to win another Super Bowl. Send me somewhere where I can win one. That's the only well, thing I can think of. Because that well, it made no sense. It's the Patriot way, though. What, getting rid of your receiver that has the most yards after catch than anyone else on the team? That's the Patriot way? In the middle of a season where you're fighting for a playoff spot and you might actually get one? 
just making moves and trying to bring in talent and yeah, but the different the Patriot way ends in W's. We're three and five. Well, like you said, it wasn't going to happen in a year. But see, this is this is the, the last like two three weeks are the perfect period of time to isolate and sum up what it's like to be a Lions fan. They get Snacks Harrison for a fucking steal. People are losing their minds. This is what this team needs. On paper, the eyeball test, by any stat, by any metric you can throw out there, this is what this team needs. A run stopper, a fence post, to stop the fucking run, period. To give them a chance to get the ball back to the offense. And, and then does, they go, by the way. Oh, and then they, then they go and trade their leading third down receiver. And nothing. Yeah, for a bag of fucking footballs. And no one was coming in behind him to replace him. Nobody. This is a, this is a perfect example. You never paid for drugs. Not once. <laughs> uh, it's, it, and two, this, it, if you were going to split with the Vikings, this was the week. Stephon Diggs was out. I've seen the commercials. Everything sticks to his hands. All right? <laughs> But no, it's, they got a dual threat at receiver in Minneapolis, and one of them was gone. If you were going to split with the Vikings, regardless of not whether they were at home, this was the game. Because the next time you see them, they're going to be at full strength, and they're going to butt-fuck you even harder in your own house. Yeah. But hey, hey, Packers, welcome to the basement. Join us down here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still say it's the Patriot way, though. I can. <laughs> well, okay, here. Do you remember when they won their first Super Bowl with Tom Brady? Yeah. No, because I was in my early 20s. Still putting yeah. that together. Well, yes, I actually remember. So you two played the halftime show. I remember. What year was that? It was the 2001 season, but it was the 2002 Super Bowl. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that because I remember thinking it was set up that the Patriots, Patriots won the year of 9-11. Exactly. That, that was the joke, yeah. Well, I mean, the, when uh, Tom was throwing, he was throwing to you know, no-name people, right? Yeah. But I, I mean... But in the Super Bowl. I just want to put that back out there. In the Super Bowl. Which means you had to get <laughs> enough wins and win in the playoffs to get there. No, I got that, but the Patriot way is they made a lot of stars out of no. Okay. And three and five. Tate, Tate wasn't no dude. They just made the move. Give them a minute. See, this There's is no what, minute. We went is, to the playoffs three out of the last four years. I'm not waiting a fucking minute. This is this is this is what local sports talk was talking about. He's setting up, he's setting himself up to to let the Lions hurt him again. Oh hell no no no! I'm still choosing against him. I told you that at the beginning of the season. Okay. Dude, I'm saying we made the playoffs three out of the last four years. There, there's, no, there's no wait in a fucking minute. Win now. You obviously had the talent. Jim Caldwell could get you to the playoffs. You just couldn't get, you know, Win. you just couldn't get there. Yeah. Win now. Three and five. Not good. <laughs> but anyway, let's, I'm done talking about these assholes. Let's <laughs> talk about the rest <laughs> of the game. Uh... <sighs> Yeah, I, get, I say it every week. I'll say it again. Chucky, go back to TV, for the love of God. <laughs> First of all, Monday Night Football sucks without him. Let, I don't know if anyone's noticed that this year. 
if the most entertaining part of Monday Night Football is Booger McFarland, you have problems. Oh, we need Tony Romo back. No doubt. Tony Romo works for CBS. He was never on Monday. You have it in your head. Tony Romo was on Monday Night Football. He's never on Monday Night Football. He's, he works for CBS. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, dude, the 49ers suck. And they host you. Not last week they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah their quarterback was pretty cool. They, they played like world beaters against the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. They beat you by... 31 points. Chucky, it's just 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 take the money. You tried hard. Go back to the booth. Well, dude, at a certain point, it doesn't doesn't he have to like come out and basically be like, "Yeah. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Fucked up real bad. Thought I knew what I was doing." I mean, and he traded Khalil Mack away for nothing. Traded Amari Cooper away for nothing. <laughs> I told you, he's doing exactly what he was brought in to do. Strip the team down, make it bad enough to move, and make it okay. Drive the fans away. Yes. Well, he's doing a great job. They're one inside. <laughs> exactly. Khalil Mack's gone. Cooper's gone. Coming soon, Derek Carr's gone. Well, the Derek Carr of last year's gone. That cat can't throw to his own player to save his life. Yeah. And then... Let's talk about the Bills, or the, the Bills, uh, the Texans and the Broncos. Texas is another team I'm not buying with their record. They're 6-3, and three, right? You want a list of who they've beat? The Colts, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Oh, by the way, the Giants' one win is against the Texans. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not buying this team. I'm not. They I, play- I'm buying... I'm buying them as a first-round fodder. That's where I'm at. Oh, maybe because listen to the rest of their schedule. <laughs> the Redskins, they'll probably lose. Uh, the Titans, flip a coin. The Browns, they'll beat them. But I don't know why everyone thinks everything's fine in Cleveland. They're like two and six. Well, they just lost their coach, so I'm going to say no, not fine. Yeah. Yeah, the Colts, that's a win. The Jets, that's a win. The Eagles, they'll lose. The Jags, that's a win. So maybe they're just in a shit. Well, they're in a shit division. It's Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Indianapolis. Jacksonville's three and five. Thought you're supposed to be good. Used to could. Think Fournette's coming back this week. Yeah, great. It's, it's too late in some of my seasons for that. Uh, let's see what other games. It. Oh, by the way, uh, you want to talk about your boy Case Keenum or not? What a great quarterback he is. Told what do you mean what a great quarterback he is? You're the one that was you were riding his dick earlier this season. Talk about he's good and he's going to Denver. No, dude, I told you. That receiving core in Minnesota made him look good. You get, the Broncos are an absolute shit show this year. Would you agree with me? Yeah, pretty much. Who's the leader of their offense? Case Keenum. So... Yeah, but he's got nobody to throw to. Nobody. He had Demarius Thomas. He's got and Emmanuel Sanders. Let's talk. Emmanuel Sanders is a fucking awesome receiver. Dude, you go from, what is his name, Coop and, and Stefan Diggs and Thielen to that? Come on now. So, yeah, it means he's not a good quarterback because a good quarterback. But, uh, how many no-names has Brady made a star of? All of them. That's what a good quarterback does. He lifts up the rest of his offense. He's fucking dragging them down with him. They're three and six, man. Uh, and then, yeah, Sunday night football. Again, Green Bay. 
welcome to the basement. Join us down here. It's so. I mean, is are the Packers done this year, guys? <sighs> they're done. I don't. They're three, four, and one. I don't think they're going to finish dead last in division because the Lions pretty much got a <laughs> death grip on that. Um, I I would say if it if it was three and five, looking at three and six, yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to be a, a, in the playoffs, but I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers. You yeah. still have a fighting, a, a puncher's chance of you know landing a couple. That's a very good point. You know what I'm saying, and and at least being a roadblock for the Bears or the Vikings to get the division. So I mean, it, it you know I, I don't predict them to make the playoffs, but they could still play spoiler and you know finish with a respectable over 500 record. And uh, just like last year and the year before that, and I think even the year before that, the Tom Brady is getting old talk lasts for about a month, and then everything's fine. Oh, oh the, the Patriots fans. <sighs> the motherfuckers are ruthless and quick with the Photoshop. That's all I got to say. The memes were flying all throughout that game. You know, pictures of Aaron Rodgers pointing. Like, it was, it was a picture broken down into four quadrants. And in three of them, Aaron Rodgers was pointing to the top right, and it said, "Everybody point to the goat." And in the top right was Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Tom Brady, you just—I'm convinced Tom Brady. You have to let play until Tom Brady says he's done playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced of that at this point because one, Gronk didn't play. Two, isn't Josh Gordon playing with a with a hand injury? A hamstring. Oh, I thought he injured his hand during that game. Oh. And, and like, was still out there playing. And, I mean, you know, as a receiver, what two things don't you want injured? Your legs, your hands. Mm-hmm. You still managed to catch a touchdown and go for 130 yards. So, wouldn't exactly. that hurt? Exactly. So, if that's him hurt, then good Lord. What's that line you always say? Are you hurt or are you injured? Yep. Hurt, you can still play. Injured, you can't. Well, he uh, ain't injured. He's just hurt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, seen the playoffs in New England. Uh, Bears did what we thought they would do to the Bills. Took a while, though. Like, it was a scoreless first quarter. But then the Bears realized that they were playing Buffalo in the second quarter, and it was over. <laughs> I got to wonder what the, the fans' temperature is in Chicago right now with the Bears because they're doing it. In that 85 Bears way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a mean defense now that Mac's out there. And they love that type of shit out there in Chicago. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they had someone like Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees for the last, you know, whatever, 20 years, they'd be more than happy with that. But they're, I think, just as happy with a defense that goes out there and fucking smashes motherfuckers in the mouth and leaves them bleeding, you know, spitting chicklets. Well, here's the thing, though. Looking at their schedule and who they've beat, they haven't beaten a, a team over 500. Well, I mean, that's, that's you know, favor beat, smiling down on you. They've you beat just, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Bucks, the Jets, and the Bills. Ugh. I feel dirty just reading that list. <laughs> and, I mean, I swear I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but you just... That's them just playing the schedule that they were handed. 
And they've lost to the Packers, the Dolphins, and the Pats. Dolphins is the only head scratcher out of that bunch. Yeah, they're an they're over 500 team, technically, till this week. Uh, wait, that's with the Bears. They got the Lions, the Vikings, the Giants. So that's two and one. The Rams, the Packers, two two. the 49ers, and they end with the Vikings. Oh, yeah, we're going to see this. Four? We're going to see in the second half of the season if the Bears are any good, I think. Yeah, that first meeting between them and the Vikings is going to, going to be the telltale game, I think. Because whoever wins that has the tiebreaker. Yep. So, still, I, I, you've, you and the Vikings play has convinced me they're the team to beat in the NFC North this year. I mean, I would think that right now. If you hadn't been beating her drum all season and leading up to the season, but you have absolutely not wavered one bit in that. So there you go. You got a convert. Who do I sign up for your church and tithe you 10%? <laughs> it's a football stadium in Detroit. Uh, the, yeah, I don't even want to talk about this game. The Dolphins and the Jets, two shit teams who played a shit game. Uh, and let's be honest, the Dolphins and the Jets ain't doing anything this year. Not that I can see. Yeah, Dolphins got to play. The Packers, who just got embarrassed on national television last week, have fun. Yeah, they still got the well, yeah, the Pats are in their division. They got the Bills twice, so maybe a couple more wins. But yeah, I'm not spending any more time than what we've already spent on this game. <laughs> Falcons, Redskins. I, I, you know, I, I Ryan finally threw a touchdown pass to Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a touchdown 12 games? I, ugh, I swear to God, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but didn't I pick the Falcons last week? Uh, yes, you're the only one who did. Yeah, I just had a feeling. I, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. If they go down in flames. Well, hey, great. One less team to worry about for my Bucks, but I just don't think they're as bad as. First of all, I don't think they're as bad as the Bucks. The Bucks are are have. Well, I think they've they've came back down to earth with a thud, big time. But you know, yeah, the Falcons are only what one win better than them. Falcons are four and four, and Bucks are three and five. So, yeah, one win better than them. But I don't know, man. I just, I. I don't think you need to start tearing down and do a full rebuild in Atlanta quite yet. No, they have talent. You can do a retool and still have some daylight coming through that window before it shuts, mm-hmm. which makes them a dangerous team because that's, that's the type of team that's like they basically become a walking trap game from week to week, depending on who they're playing. Now, this is just a team that dominates them. You never know what you're going to get. And that that's not good for the Falcons or who they're playing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Hey, well, while we're in the NFC South, how about Panthers Bucks? Uh, uh, whoops. <laughs> whoops. Here's okay. Here's my take on it. Fitz Magic making his get, starting the second half of the season. Winston gets Winston gets benched after I believe throwing four interceptions. They put in Fitzpatrick. Who is just as likely to throw four interceptions? Throws one immediately. Yeah, this is going to be. I think it was Chris Carter that said it this week. This is going to be a rotating 
thing unless Winston is just pretty much told to leave the team for the rest of the season. This is this is going to be them treading water until the offseason. Whoever plays without embarrassing the team too much is going to be the starting quarterback next week. And it seems like we're where they're at right now. You're not winning anything with that going on. And this is not the future of the, of the franchise. Fitzpatrick's what, 36, 35? Are you going to sign him to a long-term deal? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That ain't happening. And besides that, he's known for doing this. Come to a new team, get revitalized for a little bit, and then just wham, straight down to the center yeah. of the fucking earth. Guess how hard he comes back down to reality. Yeah. And if, the if history's are, taught us anything, Jameis Winston will be starting in a couple weeks. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, not this week coming up, but the week after if he's starting again. That wouldn't shock me. Unless something happens... Like off the field, whether that be in his personal life or or with something to do with the team. But I mean, as far as the Panthers, Panthers just got to be sitting there going, "Really, really, Breeze? How long do we got to wait your ass out?" Because the Panthers are six and two. It's not like they're you know that's nothing to sneeze at. And if it wasn't for the Saints having the type of year that really none of us predicted, I mean, they're what seven and one. Yep. I don't think any of us were were, were singing that. Louder the praises for the Saints before the season they only, started. They only have one loss, just like the Rams, just like the Chiefs. To be honest with you, I kind of expected the Saints to be doing what the Falcons are doing, which is 500, maybe a little bit better than 500, play spoiler for a few other teams. You know, win, win a game or two they shouldn't, lose a game or two they shouldn't. So they're just schizophrenic enough to where, you, you know, you don't know what the fuck's going on. And instead... Drew Brees is having like you know he's like wait a minute what's all this talk of the goat north of the Mason Dixon border do y'all forget I'm down here yeah drinking hurricanes laced with Everclear and making my soft kid wear headphones (laughs) 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 oh shit and he did dude he did when that fucking kid was wearing them like 1970 fucking looked like he was getting that hearing test from 1972 yeah. with the big ass noise canceling headphones on I'm like get the fuck out of here you're raising a sissy breeze mm-hmm. like what 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 big of a fucking pussy whip bitch is he to let his wife fucking do that to his son like, way to just introduce your son as a big old bitch to the world. I mean, no, seriously. We're talking shit about, like, a two-year-old, aren't we? <laughs> it's not his fault. Like, he can't. He doesn't have a say in how he's dressed or anything. But, I mean, still, it's like, get the fuck out of here. Now I think he's, like, 10. Actually, we're talking about something that happened 10 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, Steelers-Ravens. Any surprises here? Did, did we lose Earl? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I've told you guys, the Ravens don't have an offense. They have the number one defense in the NFL. They don't have an offense. You're going to need more than Michael Crabtree and John Brown and whoever the fuck's playing running back this week. You're right. The defense is only going to get you so far. I mean, they're only four and five. I wouldn't say the season's over for the Ravens, but you need an offense. Yeah, but, I mean, they gave Flacco all that money. Shouldn't he just be able to do it by himself? <laughs> throw in, throw to himself. And then, yeah, sprint down with, like, Quicksilver-type speed, grab the ball, pass to himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 
if I were Le'Veon Bell, I'd be telling my agent, find me another team because I think Pittsburgh's going to be just fine without him. They are just fine without him. They're 5-2-1. and one. Yeah, Connor is kind of the workhorse. But again, too, the, the only qualifier I'll put on him, dude, it's his rookie year. Let's see, let's see you do it again. You know, there's a, how many guys have we all seen in our time on this planet? They have awesome rookie years, and then that's fucking it. Especially running backs. Yeah. I've seen yeah. But Careful, because Kareem Hunt did it two years in a row. Yeah. No, no. We're not talking about guys like that. We're talking about there's how many times has a rookie running back come out, a rookie receiver had an awesome year, and then just mediocrity the rest of their career. Arizona, you know, you, looking at you. You got to prove that you can, you, that you, that you can't fall into that sophomore slump. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, fuck. It's happened to the Bucks twice in a decade. Muscle Hamster and Cadillac Williams. Yep. Cadillac Williams came out and had more rushing yards in his first six ga- NFL games than any running back in the history of the NFL, and then went on to do a whole bunch of nothing. And now he's selling Cadillacs. Maybe, probably not. Yeah, and then, I mean, you know, <laughs> Doug Martin, where you at? Uh, Oakland. Like I said, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> and Oakland being awful. Chargers, Seahawks. No David surprise. Johnson's like that. Chargers at Seahawks. No surprise for me and Rich. Maybe surprise for Earl. Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Why? I just thought the Seahawks had him. That's all. What? But based on what offense, Russell Wilson, he's their offense. Yeah, but Russell Wilson went and won the Super Bowl and then went back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Russell Wilson also had Marshawn Lynch. He had Golden Tate. He had an offense. I'm saying he doesn't have an offense this year. That's their problem. They got broken ass, broken down ass Doug Baldwin. It's yeah, and the in the oh, league of- about broken ass, broken down Baldwin. What about Antonio Gates, really? <laughs> what about Melvin Gordon? What about Keenan Allen? What about Austin Eckler? What about Phillip Rivers? I think Melvin four Gordon. or five other components of that offense. I got Melvin Gordon as, our, as my fantasy running back. He's injured. He's playing hurt. Yeah, and he's still putting up a shit ton of points because I got him on another team. So, I mean, and the Chargers, again, we talked about it last week, the only two teams they've lost to are the Chiefs and the Rams. Like, yeah, I think we're looking at a, at a playoff team here, quite honestly. And then Monday Night Football. I officially do not fucking know what to think of Marcus Mariota at this point. I don't know I if he's good, if he's bad, if he's average, if he's just there. Hold on a sec. Let me let me let me let me do something here. I want to see his his stats through. Hold on one sec. I want to compare him to somebody. Okay. Sorry, give me a sec. Okay, through his first five years, 62.2, 61.2, 62 even, 67 completion percentage. He's broke 3,000 yards twice. Doesn't look to be on pace to do it again. 63 touchdowns. All right. Now let's look up. Are you looking at Patrick Crablakes? No, Matt Stafford. Oh. 53.3, 59.4, 63.5, 59.8 for as completions. He had that 41 touchdown year, so he's blowing him out the, out the water for first uh, four years as touchdowns. 
he had between two seasons he had as many as he had in four years 2011 2012 he had a total of 61 uh he had six touchdowns in his in his injury shortened sophomore year because he only played three games um I would consider Matthew Stafford if he if he finishes his career in Detroit and everything goes like it it usually does for someone who plays for Detroit. He's going to go down as one of the best Lions that have ever played. However, I wouldn't put him in a gold jacket. Ooh, Stafford, no. Uh, Mariota's stats through four years tell me he's no Matt Stafford. So I would say definitely the answer to your question, in my opinion, average. He's an average quarterback. Some days he's going to go out there and play out of his mind. Other days he's going to go out there and play like a fucking gimp. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, did, I think I was telling that to Earl while you were running your little errand earlier. Like, yeah, it's... He's just a big bull of meh. But he won on Monday because the Cowboys are a shit show. I mean, Cooper scored a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, if you look at his record for the first four years, he's had two winning seasons, one losing season his rookie year, and he's on pace for a losing season this year. And if we're just going by ultimately in the end, wins is all that matters... Stafford was two and eight his first year, one and two his second year, ten and six his third, four and twelve his fourth year. So I don't know. I, I just it seems it seems like for quarterbacks that that that, that I originally wanted the Bucks to take Mariota over Captain Crablegs, and it was more than just on the field reasons. It was he's never. Winston's never played football outside of Florida, and he's always gotten into trouble. He, to me, he would have been better to get away from that hometown nonsense. You know, the people he grew up with, getting in trouble with, doing bullshit with. Whereas, you know, he played high school football there, he played college football there, and now he plays pro football there. He can fucking sit there and, you know, basically not have to grow up. Not have to do any try anything new, but then you know, Captain Crab Legs looked like oh, he might be a franchise quarterback. And I was kind of on the fence. Happy to say, I've fallen back over on a Mar- <laughs> Mariota fence. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have steady and dependable until we can get someone better in there than either a world beater and then just a dumpster fire if he's not a world beater. So yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of restating my point, but my mind puts him squarely in the middle of. Right there, average town. You would get a beige jacket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. shall we make some picks? Let's do it. I gotta get to sleep. All right. God damn it. All right. Hey, slow down. ESPN.com. All right. Thursday night football. Wait. Two years. Who's picking the order? Yeah. Uh, oh, Iceman, you're in first. Er, wait, hold on. I believe that was. Yeah, Iceman, you're in first. Rich and I are tied for second. Rich and I are 93, 53, and two. Ice is 94, 52, and two. You have a slim margin there, Iceman. Still anybody's game this season. So how do you want us to pick? Fat joke? What? Was that a fat joke? Slim no. margin. <laughs> is that your fat ass being paranoid about it being a fat joke? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Chris Rich, Migo. All right. Thursday Night Football. 
Panthers at the Steelers. Sorry, Pittsburgh's got a way better offense. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, and they're at home. Give me the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't have a way better offense, but comparable offense, and their defense is meh. I'm going to go Panthers. Have fun, because Pittsburgh's good at stopping the run. They need... The Carolina offense is Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. End of list. But well, your pick. All right. <laughs> Sunday. Lions heading to Soldier Field. Taking on the Bears. I think we all know what way this is going. I'm picking Chicago. Yeah, if Chicago was a frat boy, they've already dropped the roofie in the Lions drinks. <laughs> yeah. They're e- easing them towards the exit. We're not even halfway through the week yet, so yeah, even the Bears. Yeah, Matt Stafford made it out of Minnesota. I don't know if he's going to make it out of Chicago alive. Give me the monsters. Well, it'll be definitely fun to read all of Kelly, Kelly Stafford's tweets. She's been on a, a rampage against the fans and the media. Well, if you think you could do better than my husband or anybody in the organization, then why aren't you playing? Because I don't get paid to play football. He does. Uh, all right. Looking through the standings here. Our butt fuck of the week comes awfully early. <laughs> the Chiefs at the Cardinals. Yeah, please give me the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm just filling in Kansas City for both of you. <laughs> Unless any of you are picking Arizona. Well, you know, I, they got David and they got Fitz. It still doesn't matter. Give me the Chiefs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of a joke way to even try to act like I was going to pick the Cardinals, and I can't, so, yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, Green, Coach Green isn't on the Cardinals. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, that's why you brought up. I think you brought up earlier the situation of, like, watching a snuff film. So I think <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that game's going to be. Wow. I'm just looking at the slate of games. There's only, like... Two afternoon games this week. All right. Dolphins at the Packers. This is our runner-up for buttfuck of the week. Give me the pack. Packers. You got to love the fish, but the pack at home. Yeah, fish out of water. Give me the pack. Is Dan Marino playing? It's the only way I'm picking him. I'm talking Dan Marino now. Uh, Cowboys at the Eagles. Division matchup. Eagles are four and four. Cowboys are three and five. Eagles are at home. Give me the Eagles. Did we skip a ton of games? I'm just I'm it's I'm just okay. going down okay. the line here. Okay. Usually you go by what time they're played, but yeah. I'd go in the order that ESPN lists them this week. They're all listed out of order because the night game's next. But yeah. Gotcha. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I am picking this. Is, I'm talking about the night game. Cowboys at the Eagles. Yeah, give me the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. Yeah, Cooper, sit and be upset that you're still on a shitty team. Give me the Eagles. How pink do you think Jerry Jones' face has been getting on Sundays? Well, they got a really good shot of him on ESPN. He was pissed. Uncle Jerry ain't happy. He he spent a lot of taxpayer money on Jerry World. (laughs) Saints at the Bengals. Bengals got a decent team this year, but... Not enough to beat the Saints. Give me the Saints. Yeah, Saints. Yeah, who that be versus who day? Uh, give me the who that Saints. Falcons heading to Cleveland. No competition here. Taking the Falcons. <laughs> it's gonna be Matty Ice time. 
In Cleveland. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, poor Baker. You're trying so hard, kid. Give me the Falcons. Like everyone talks like it's a new Cleveland Browns. You're two and six and one. Is it new because you haven't won because you won more than zero games? I mean, they're still a bad football team. Slowly roll Cleveland. Alright. <laughs> Patriots at the Titans. I'm just pretending to think. Give me New England. Yeah, definitely. That's not even close. Yeah, we don't care who Marcus Mariota is this week. Pats. Oh, but a possible toilet bowl for the week. Oh, the next game, pretty bad, too. But the, the everything in the world is right. The Jaguars suck again. They're 3-5. and five. They're heading Indianapolis to play the Colts. I like the Colts' offense a lot better than Jacksonville's because they don't have one. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. Well, look, you're both are wrong. Give me the Jags. I fucking knew it. I mean, both of, their, both of the both of the suck. All they picked the same games except for the first one and this one. We're all pretty lockstep this week. Right, but the the Jags have Ramsey and and Jack. So They're yeah, shit this year. You're right, but the, right now they're about to play Indy. That's an offense, but that, that's the thing is. They have an offense. What the f- Oh, They got Andrew Luck. They got T.Y. Hilton. They got Marlon Mack. Mm. Who's Jacksonville have? Blake Bortles. <laughs> D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> Some guys whose name I can't even remember is their second receiver. <laughs> we'll see. Oof. Bill's at the Jets. I am only picking the Jets because they're the home team. And they have a semblance of an offense as opposed to Buffalo, which is this a dumpster fire that plays football every week. Damn it. Give me the bills. Anybody got a quarter? Yeah, I know, right? Jesus. They're both rookie quarterbacks. Oh, well, dude, here's the thing with Buffalo. Who's playing this week? Is it going to be Peterman? Is it going to be Josh yes. Allen? Is it going to be some fan who was caller 10? <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me the Jets. Hey, caller 10, you can either play starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills or <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> or go to uh, the tractor pull this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Like tractor pull. <laughs> All right, Redskins at the Buccaneers. <laughs> You're the Redskins. I'm no longer picking Tampa Bay to win anything. Redskins. Yeah, but Tampa Bay's at home. The teams lose at home all the time. <laughs> and playing for a half-empty stadium. They don't even have they they don't even have enough people on staff to fire the cannon when they score anymore. <laughs> the Lions lost at home. First game. Remember that? That's super awesome. Give me Tampa. Iceman, having the faith that I don't. Chargers. Oh, I, just, I lost my faith in Redskins. Chargers at the Raiders. It's <laughs> another one I'm not even thinking about. Give me the Chargers. I wonder if Boltman ever sold his, uh, his <laughs> rights. I don't know how much he got for him. If he'd have just waited, he could have gotten a lot more. Yeah, I know, right? Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I guess. Give me the Chargers, not the Raiders. What do you mean you guessed? They're six and two versus one and seven. What do you mean you yeah, guessed? Nobody. Yeah. Okay, here you go. What's Raiders? that? Who'd they beat? The Chargers. 
just a second here. Oh, uh, here we uh, go. Well, the first two games, <laughs> Bills, Raiders, 49ers, Browns, Titans, Seahawks. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying, but I still like their offense better. <laughs> okay, now let me point something out. Who did the Lions lose to week one? That's what good teams do. What? Who did the Lions lose to week one? <laughs> the Jets. Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to. Bad teams lose to the Jets at home. <laughs> Touché, Touché, Rich. Touche. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> yeah, it was nine weeks ago. Seahawks at the Rams. <laughs> the Rams. Oh, boy. I hope they got a lot of cortisone shots and opiates for the fucking Seahawks because the Rams are going to be pissed. Give me the Rams. Yeah, first you said Seahawks at the Rams and then at the Rams. Yeah, that makes it even worse. You don't even have the 12th man. It's, give me the Rams. And a Monday night football to forget. The Giants at the 49ers. Wait a minute. I, did, I thought I read an article that three games got flexed this, this week. Yeah, the Cowboys and Eagles isn't the night game. That's why it's out of order, I think. It is. Okay. Monday Night Football, there are three wins between these two teams and 14 losses. Give me the home team. Give me the 49ers. 49ers. Come on, he was won two Super Bowls. You gotta pick him once, right? <laughs> I've picked the Giants several times this year and fuck them. <laughs> Give me the Niners. All right. U of M playing Rutgers this week. Does it really matter where they play them? <laughs> Give me U of M. No, it doesn't matter where they play. Yeah, U of M. Well, actually, it does kind of matter where they play them. I kind of like their uniforms, but yeah, Wolverines. All right. And Michigan State is playing. Oof. 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 <laughs> Oof. Forgot about this game. How did you forget? I forgot that it's around this time of year. Oops. Ohio State is coming to East Lansing, and it won't fucking matter. Give me Ohio State. Yes, Ohio State. The Ohio State. Here you go. Picks are in. State, oh man, state's gonna get their ass kicked. Glad they'll be working while that's going on on Saturday. Uh, all right, anything else, guys? No, can't really think about anything. Oh, Bye, hello, Zach. What? Lions. Bye, Amir. Oh, yeah. Hello, Zach. Hello to a guy that wasn't even on the, good enough to make the team earlier. But, yeah, he's the future. All right. So we've got the three-hour mark. We haven't done that in a while. So this is where I just remind you, we are on Twitter at Podcast. You can email the show, SportyPodcast, ChristopherMedia.net. New shows every Thursday. And we'll see you next week. Later, guys. Peace out, y'all. If you like this show, please tell a friend. 
Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.